was a highwayman Along the coach roads I did ride With sword and pistol by my side Many a young maid lost her baubles to my trade Many a soldier shed his lifeblood on my blade Oh yeah, it's time to always be serious Never let your friend drive, never let your friend drink Get into a pretty lame car chase, buy a bunch of guns And sit outside all by yourself Because on this episode of Geeked Up Presents Netflix and Chat We watch The Highwayman I'm Devin Barnes and with me always is the Bonnie to my Clyde Liam Whalen He's a sweetheart, man. I was planning on doing Wild West to you, 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 but you threw a curveball. I had to give you my my Bonnie voice. Bonnie, I was doing you a curve. I was kind of expecting a uh, Willie Nelson esque yo, yo, yo. But Willie, I mean, hey, it's, it's uh, finally we can top Teje Prometido. Yeah, I think so. Of course, but no, they're looking right at you, Leo Dan. Yes, we got Willie. We got Willie in the yeah, whole game. as well as yeah, I guess more than Willie. Uh, because, of course, this is The Highwayman by The Highwayman for the movie The Highwayman on the podcast about The Highwayman. Yes, yes. I mean, uh, a great movie about Bonnie and Clyde. Bad movie about uh, Johnny Cash and, and Willie <laughs> yeah, Nelson, though. Yeah. Wait, the whole time uh, that we show up. Yeah, for real. At least Chris Christopherson. And he's Willie Nel- uh, Woody Harrelson is Willie Nelson. We were really on to something here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Steven Root as Johnny Cash. Eat your heart out, Joaquin Phoenix. But no, for the uh, second week in a row, or I guess I, last week actually went Wild Westy on you. But the week before that was Credence. Yeah. We've really been warming up with these uh, yeah, yeah, these yeah. intros. We're getting a little better. We're getting a little better. I can't take another uh, XOXO one. <laughs> a little too uh, transy for me, for this guy. I'm more of a highway man. I got you, babe. I am definitely more of a... Uh, Midnight special kind of guy, <laughs> the gospel version, not okay, the uh, I see, I see. not the rock version. But welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. We got a good one uh, here for you today. Uh, of course, last week we did do uh, the ridiculous six. Kind of in tune with this one though, because this one's kind of like the old cowboy <laughs> Texas yeah. Rangers I guess retired, we're plugging along through American history. <laughs> That's right. We're up to the 1930s. It's like. Uh, no, um, but uh, like we said last week, we did do the uh, ridiculous six, uh, <laughs> which was a fun one to do. A lot of uh, cheap Sandler impressions we got to uh, <laughs> a pull lot off of on wacky that one. Sandler yeah. voices. It was uh, very fun, you know. It was very fun to do. <laughs> it was a great episode. <laughs> Make sure you check out the ridiculous six. Oh, it's little Nikki. I thought you were doing skinny Jen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very fine line between. Uh, but uh, it more depends on what I'm talking about. We actually uh, there was something that we asked that last time we watched that. Uh, there was something we asked too when we did that episode uh, when we watched the movie. Is we knew it was a spoof. I think we kept saying it was like, oh, this is an obvious <laughs> spoof on uh, yeah, just like Wild West in yeah. general, and you know, like an, oh, I think we re- we referred to it as an homage to <laughs> yeah. to Wild Westy kind of movies, and but uh, we 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 claimed that it played to a lot of the tropes. Yeah. Of stereotypical westerns. And we were kind of <laughs> right. But uh, a few of the emails that we got kind of pretty 
must just let us know that uh, <laughs> yeah. we're idiots and that it's a direct spoof of the Magnificent Seven. <laughs> which uh, and how many times did we have to pull our kids from the nineties? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. Okay. We think Caddyshack is bullshit. <laughs> Animal yeah. House. You should have taken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when we bashed Caddyshack, you should have taken the clue that we probably didn't know. Oh, Magnificent Seven with Denzel Washington and Chris <laughs> Pratt. <laughs> I always go. I always think the uh, the Clash song. <laughs> you know, or the Clash album, but uh, I guess there was a movie. Yeah, some dude, Clint Eastwood, or uh... a very famous movie, The Magnificent Seven, which is also a uh, remake of the Japanese movie Seven Samurai. Ah, little uh, knowledge. Yeah, I was more out there. familiar with the Seven Samurai, uh, and I'm more familiar with the Japanese Ridiculous Six. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one I've seen from start to finish. <laughs> that means he likes you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great. But, yeah, no, we probably should have. Uh, uh, do you think it would have yeah. come up at some point? But one of us, the so light bulb would have. Interesting to know, though, because let's be honest, we haven't. Uh, or, or let's be honest, but I guess I can't actually claim to have ever seen the Magnificent Seven uh, at this point. However, I guess it would be interesting to see like how much of a spin-off it is and as well the fact that this was already such a familiar feeling movie of a movie that we hadn't even seen before it would be one of those where you see it and it probably puts a million other movies into perspective and I like, kind of want to watch it with a uh, kind of like a movie snob friend of mine is like oh I've never seen The Magnificent Seven and then throughout watching it just keep comparing <laughs> it to The Ridiculous <laughs> Six I'd be like this is just like uh, that Adam Sandler movie <laughs> which one came out first like did they just make a serious version it would of be the Sandler to get Sandler and uh, and Schneider to on do the show? Like, uh, director's commentary of the Magnificent Seven. Which <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, is a very good scene here. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, that's uh, the obvious point that we missed on the yeah, last big one. Big omission from last time, I suppose. But of course, all those emails were sent to the Geeked Up Podcast at gmail That's the Geeked Up Podcast. Gotta put the the in there. So save that for this one, just in case uh, you know we miss any obvious things in this. That uh, <laughs> who the hell is Bonnie and Clyde? <laughs> but speaking of which, I mean, who the hell is Bonnie and Clyde? Because technically this is a movie about the cops that were going after Bonnie and Clyde, told from the cops' perspectives. For sure. But looking at it, it's like we were kind of talking about it earlier, how uh, it's not like a usual Bonnie and Clyde movie. But then we were just like, are there really any <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde movies besides like besides Bonnie the titular and Bonnie and Clyde <laughs> movie from like sixty something, right? Yeah, yeah, sixty seven with like Faye Dunaway and uh, Warren Beatty. I Warren mean, it's, Beatty. it's a Warren Beatty movie, so uh, yeah. Yeah, but much like yeah, the Magnificent Seven. I've never seen that one. <laughs> yeah, but you would think call. of like never. this day and age too. Like there'd be some fucking Scarlett Johansson. Sure. It would or, be. Uh, I guess you know we did do an IMDb research real quick. There was you know a couple of other looks like vague spinoffs, a TV mm-hmm. series kind of thing. Uh, so enough to like prove that you can remake the tale. So yeah, really amazing that there hasn't been like a you know more recent major high budget Bonnie. I guess. Kind of the one that comes to mind. Uh, It's not a Bonnie and Clyde movie, although it is a Woody Harrelson movie. All right, as we'll get into. But uh, Natural Born Killers, kind of a Bonnie and Clyde spinoff. You could say that, yeah. 
it's definitely a Bonnie like and Clyde inspired you know, for sure. couple on a crime spree, and beloved the, by the people, and you know. And granted, really, you're not wrong because even we'll get into it later when we actually dive into the movie. But like this movie too, it really portrays Bonnie and Clyde as like hardcore fucking killers. Like every yeah, other sure. scene, they're like mowing down cops and like shooting <laughs> people in the face and like smiling yeah. at them. No, that's true. And much like Bonnie and Clyde, you know, uh, Mickey and Mallory were like beloved by the public. Like we fucking love Mickey and Mallory. <laughs> much like this, it showed yeah, like how sure, much like sure. the common folk were like. Which is an interesting thing, and I guess we'll talk about it later on. But like you mentioned, it's definitely showing from the cops' perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And as uh, somebody like me. Uh, uh, like well, you know, we mentioned, haven't seen the original Bonnie and Clyde, nor have I uh, uh, ever like done my American histo- uh, historical research on the two. Yeah, don't really know the whole, you know, know of the story and the legend and the crime spree. But you know, in the movie, they didn't really do a good job of establishing why they were so beloved or whatnot. Well, like, they, they were kind of like the Robin Hoods, right? They like robbed yeah, banks yeah. and the like. The common folk loved them. But I mean, they like because I sh- think the they, like, they Beatty... claim that, and then they show them being like ruthless colors, and then they're like a hundred thousand people attended their funeral. Yeah, well, it's like, well, all right. no, it was the '30s. It was like they're like action stars. Like you would hear on the radio, like breaking news: Bonnie and Clyde just get away from another uh, big car chase or from the cops. And it's just like one of those Good things. 1930s though, '30s voice. You have to <laughs> thank you, thank you. There'll be more of those later. Um, <laughs> But, uh, and again, this one being from the cost perspective, you have to imagine that the uh, Warren Beatty one, like, you probably get the celebrity aspect of it. For you sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you're rooting for Bonnie and Clyde in no, that yeah. one. Like, but I think this being in the cost perspectives, you really just see no, them sure. as, like, the hardened criminals. Yeah, they don't like, really pay light to that. Dark as, yeah. souls. He has a dark <laughs> soul now, Billy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But I guess that is more uh, in its in its essence what it is as opposed to a Bonnie and Clyde movie. Yeah, well, it's, I would say a little a little more of a buddy cop film, a little more of honesty, a yeah, because it is uh, definitely a cop tale, mm-hmm. a detective, you know. Uh, who well, not really a who done it, but a how are they gonna get him? How are they gonna do it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, it's been done. <laughs> we know who done it. Yeah. How are we gonna do it? Uh, but definitely told from that more. Uh, that was a highway man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it definitely does have like the down and out. Not the down and out cops, I guess. Just like the retired, washed up badasses teaming up together once more. <laughs> to, yeah. Uh, well, for a buddy cop movie, is that we've got. Uh, two, we're too damn old for this, uh, cops. Yeah, yeah. But they still <laughs> have usually... the classic dynamic of the buddy cop film where Kevin sure. Costner's definitely the straight man and Woody Harrelson's <laughs> a little more Woody Harrelson, you know what I mean? <laughs> Sneaking drinks off here and there. <laughs> yeah, you know, doesn't play by the Sunday Belting church from rules. from the flask in the phone booth. Exactly. You know, so it has that same dynamic, much like you would say. He's a uh, deadbeat father, you know. <laughs> you know, and like you said, and I will say it too, just kind of on the same point, the I'm getting too old for this. And the two very different personalities, you immediately think of Lethal Weapon, of uh, you know one that quote is from there, and two they <laughs> were the two were too damn old for this. I'm too damn old for this shit is from Lethal Weapon. For sure. Danny Glover, yeah, yeah, definitely and then goes down. Mel Gibson as the definitive... being as the other extreme personality, the for sure. light loose. And there's usually what it is. It's usually the young renegade, mm-hmm. and then the old veteran yeah. is, uh, uh, I guess, uh, lethal weapon series. Definitely regarded, I'd say, definitive buddy cop. However, Correct. kind of more of like a, a. I don't know what came first, but I'd say Forty Eight Hours probably really kind of more. 
uh, ahead of the curve. I'd For sure, ahead 48 of Hours is a great one. And dude. kind of, you know, Eddie Murphy kind of coming at fresh on the scene. Mm-hmm. And, Nick uh, Nolte, of course. <laughs> Nick Nolte. And uh, really great, you know, buddy cop film there. Mm-hmm. I think uh, more from our time, maybe a little more famously. They made like three of them, but the uh, Rush Hour series. Okay, of course. Where, again, Jackie Chan, I guess, would have been the straight man, whereas Chris Tucker <laughs> was the funny one. Yeah, I guess these were two totally ridiculous, crazy personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a la, uh, a la a Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Okay. <laughs> Nicely <laughs> done. Stallone and the grandma, and both of them are batshit crazy. So it's, Dude, uh, there's a story about that, about Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. And I swear <laughs> to God, like, I've heard this on a po- other podcast before, too, and it's kind of like Hollywood like myth legend. But, like, back in the day, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Stallone, they were, like, good buddies, but they also had, like, a competitive drive for movies. Okay, and so Schwarzenegger got I mean, makes sense. offered the script first and realized what a piece of shit it was, but, like, kept putting it in Stallone's head, like, how good of a movie oh, it was nice, going to be. Nice. And, like, kind of like a pr- I really hope I get this Yeah, it's like a prank to him, but he was, like, too busy for something. I wish I could do it. And, like, Stallone jumped all <laughs> over. He's like, ha, ha, ha. Trick you, you I fucking. I got you, Stallone. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, Stallone just didn't read the script. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, who knows if that's true or not? I but, mean, what uh, came first though? Uh, uh, Stop my mom or, or shooter or twins? Because <laughs> I kind of consider that. I know twins wasn't exactly like a buddy cop film. Yeah, they were buddies, <laughs> exactly. More of a well, but, who was his buddy? Uh, you'd say kindergarten cop. Him and that. Uh, okay. Him and that marsupial he has. The ferret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess in terms of that, we can always go uh, Turner and Hooch. Oh, I had Turner and Hooch down. <laughs> Actual buddy cop. Okay, with an I was gonna say you had. I was gonna say Turner and Hooch too, but I feel like that's kicking back to one of our earliest geeked up uh, non-human sidekick ones. <laughs> okay, yes. But if right. we're going to a kickback that one, I'm also gonna throw out his buddy cops Han and Chewbacca as uh, <laughs> two buddy cops or two yeah, guys right, there working you know. the shift. Especially two different now personalities. In this, new, this new Star Wars universe yeah. where we're coming up with spinoff movies and legend series I'd we say, could maybe get a chewy uh, i'd say chewing Han or buddy cops buddy cops yeah yeah, yeah for know? sure for <laughs> sure uh i mean the other one i just think of this is just kind of goofy but uh that kevin smith directed cop out okay tracy morgan and for bruce sure. willis bruce willis <laughs> tracy <is> morgan. Like, <laughs> what pothead like just now thought i mean of that was definitely like uh uh much like the ridiculous six, but like an homage. But kind of, but it wasn't a spoof or anything. Have you, have you ever Not seen the movie? There's like a cognitive plot to it, and like Tracy Morgan's like legitimately supposed to be a cop. Like it's <laughs> not like a Naked Gun esque. No, for sure. Not a Naked Gun esque, but it's definitely like you know very paying reference, like trying to remake sure. yeah, the eighties yeah, yeah. buddy cop genre style movie. You know what was the uh, fuck? What was it called? What was the movie that was like the lethal weapon spoof with Emilio uh, Estevez? Lo- uh, loaded, loaded weapon. Emilio loaded Estevez gun? and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, then I would say too that another comedy one. Then I guess kind of more kind of like bigger nowadays would be Ride Along with Ice okay. Cube and Kevin Hart. Is the very which I guess was a little bit of a, sp- a spinoff. I'd say maybe Training Day, kind of like they the were actual buddies. <laughs> well, I mean, they were like partner cops. Sure, yeah, I mean, no, no. I'll, I'll, okay. Ice Cube. If, that was kind of like a... if you're letting Han Solo and Chewbacca slide, <laughs> I'll, uh, Training Day makes way too much. And more I sense. wouldn't even throw Training Day in the buddy cop movie. I'm just more saying that that's what <laughs> <Ride> my man. <laughs> that's just more what Ride Along was like a. 
homage or a spoof of. Yeah, I never yeah. saw it right along. I kind of just by the trailer concluded that it was a uh, training day spoof. You know, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Ice Cube and K-Hart, you got a, a recipe for success there. I mean, that was that time where if Kevin Hart was in it, it's going to go number one at the box <laughs> office, too. I guess all time, though, probably as well. There's been a, uh, a remake relatively recently, but I guess all time, you know, one of the all-time definitive buddy cops, but Starsky and Hutch. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> ben Stiller, Owen Wilson, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, Snoop Dogg as, as Huggy Bear, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, uh, uh, I... I mean, I think it was definitely in its inception a good comedy action blend. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you know, for sure. Definitely uh, a crime drama, but you know, not as lighthearted as a, a Rush Hour, let's say. But you know, then I know I'm kind of dipping my toes back into the non-human sidekicks again. But Knight Rider, <laughs> I mean, he was a cop, right? Yeah, that I car mean, was I, his uh, buddy. <laughs> if I already like to slide with Chewie, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Uh, uh, all right, I think uh, you know. You guys understand so what we mean by of, buddy cop yeah. movies. So in the vein of Highwayman, so in the vein of Knight Rider, yeah. you have Highwayman. Which really was where the backstory was Bonnie and Clyde, which you would usually think they would be the formative stars. But uh, no, it's about the cops, the buddies. Old <laughs> Woody and Kevin. And I guess to just give a uh, quick breakdown, my you know stats of the movie real fast before we get into it. Give us the run. Give us the stats. All right. The rundown is it's called right The Highwayman. <laughs> All right. That's the first thing I wrote down. Running time of, and we'll get into this too, two hours and 12 minutes. Uh, over two, not crazy about an over two <laughs> Netflix movie. You know, when I saw, though, it was uh, uh, Kevin Costner. I thought, I thought maybe I, I was I was fearing a little bit longer even. So. I was thinking closer to two, but over two, two twelve. Come on. <laughs> we could have easily shaved 12 minutes off that <laughs> yeah, movie. True. I have a few scenes already in my head picked up. <laughs> um, rated. What do you think it's rated? It's a Netflix movie. Okay, good call. Uh, I'm, I'm going TVMA. All right. I'm going classic, classic Netflix-style TVMA. Because it was violent. Just because why not? In it. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I guess even compared to Ridiculous 6, though, last week, mm-hmm. probably more explicit violence in Ridiculous 6. As I guess there was, you know... Yeah, uh, ish. Was some, uh, uh, but it's more comedic violence. Graphic. Well, sure. Well, definitely more comedic violence in that one, but... You know, I mean, lot some of the, of the violence in this movie was hilarious, but <laughs> but some of it was uh, was kind of implied. It was though. no Harvey Keitel getting his head knocked off by Rob <laughs> Schneider, <laughs> for sure. Um, rated R. All right. So we really have to do some research into this. A of traditional why, R rating. Yeah. Interesting. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's been a little bit of a theme on the show about mm-hmm. how hilarious it was that like all of the first episodes were TVMA for no reason. I think Roma had a real rating. Because the theater- maybe was a TV and anything. It was like one of the ones that kicked it off. But oh, interesting. The interesting. Uh, uh, Ridiculous Six, I think last week was a TV fourteen. Uh, a couple of them, uh, other have been rating rated. True, but um, it's categorized as a biography crime drama. Okay, see, I go buddy cop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and consult further the earlier ten minutes ago if you want to know more about buddy cop. Oh, you mean like uh, <laughs> uh, the plot of this movie, just told by them, is the untold true story of the legendary detectives who brought down Bonnie and Clyde. 
Okay, and I guess actually at the end, too, to, to, to fast forward to the end, they did do one of those Animal House style uh, <laughs> endings where they show you pictures of how it turned out at the end yeah. for everybody. How and, everybody uh, did. <laughs> but they did show real pictures exactly. of like, the so real Exactly, so these detectives. guys were real, you know. So I yeah. guess it, from that standpoint, it maybe is a little bit more biographical of like names that nobody gives a shit about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, well, well I Frank looked in, Walker and whoever else. Was, I did a little research into uh Kevin Costner's character too, and there's like a real reason he's like famous. Or like before the movie starts, like a couple of refer- people referred to him was like, "Oh, you're famous, Frank Hammer." Yeah, you? yeah. And I guess I'll talk about it later. Should I say it now? I guess just that he was the one that uh, who, to who brought down in like real life. You know how like banks, like this person robbed the bank, wanted dead or okay, alive, so. and they would be like, "We'll pay five thousand yep. dollars for like dead, zero for alive." Like they should just kill him and give us proof. <laughs> and this was like a thing for a long time, okay, and so like the, like the ten, M- much like Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> so what Kevin Costner or like the real so Kevin Costner, what the real Frank Hammer did <laughs> was uh, he like brought that racket down for the banks. He was okay, basically so. like these are paid hits on like okay, people so, that so. like other criminals wanted kills that he were like getting funded by man. the bank. He was bringing back the uh, wanted alive, not okay, dead thing, and these people were just putting out like. $5,000 bounties. Now that's a little good just context to like kill on people. the movie because we'll get into it, I guess, in a little bit. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, it sets up that the uh, the ranger service had been disbanded and now they're bringing it back. So, I guess, was this this was over that time. Under the gas, like, the highway. Because you got to figure this is in the 30s. So, again, like, it was kind of joking around that it is kind of like watching a Western again because. Yeah, for sure. You know, we're seeing, like, the post them, but, like, when they were, like, famous and, like, the reason that everyone was like, oh, you were famous back then. You got to figure they, that was like late 1890s, early 1900s. You know what I mean? It was what, still like their peak of the. Yeah, exactly. Like they're well, I'm peak sure Bonnie and Clyde Texas, only really had. Like not a, Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, I'm talking about uh, Frank Rangers Hammer, the Rangers. Okay, yes, you know, yes, at his peak sure. of like doing no, all this they stuff. Were the, they were too old for this damn shit detective. Exactly. So, so their prime would have been kind of like for sure the West, like po- right yeah. post like Civil War. Well, they even talk you know I mean? about how in their day they're like. These guys were like from the era of oh, like cowboy horse. Like, the story, know. not to like jump ahead again, but like the story Woody Harrelson's telling, uh, like why they like, what badasses they are about like. Spoiler alert! Woody yeah. Harrelson tells a badass story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he um, his, yeah, yeah, I guess we'll save it for the later. But, but like killing all the banditas and whatnot, like the thing they were chasing for was like burning ranches. And again, you got to figure like that was like some cowboy shit. For like, sure, they were chasing the literally band- I the think- banditos burning ranches. <laughs> you no, know what I mean? Sure. Like literally, probably. The plot line of Magnificent Seven because all of those westerns were like some Mexican was burning up the land and like that means he likes you. <laughs> but uh, to run through the cast, okay, I so guess. that's interesting though. Yeah, that's exactly. Just a like, kind of a way to look at it for sure. Uh, but the cast is See, Kevin. This is the kind of thing, by the way, not to interrupt, but they should do some of this shit before the movie starts, right. so you have any idea what the hell's going. You know what I mean? Like you're really dude, jumping dude. into my sequels question of the uh, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. of the show. Right, right. But again, the goddamn cast is. Uh, like I've said a bunch, Kevin Costner, number one, uh, number one billing in this one. Which is, uh, I'll get into that later too. But Kevin Costner plays Frank Homer behind the dude from Frank Fargo. The Hammer. I don't believe it. I, uh... Although looking it up, finding out his name's Frank, I was like, wait, this guy's name's not Poncho. Wasn't he calling him Poncho the whole goddamn movie? Too many nicknames. Hammer, Poncho, Hammer. It's true, it was. A... Uh, Woody Harrelson plays uh, Manny Galt. Kathy Bates plays Ma for Governor Ma so for Mayor Ma Ferguson. Cast. Uh, then John Carroll Lynch is Lee Simmons. Kim Dickens is Gladys uh, Hammer. 
William Sadner is Henry Barrow, and then one more Deadwood. Uh, yeah, a couple member. of a couple of names you do, faces you do know, but names you don't. W. Deadwood. Earl Brown is Ivy <laughs> Methvin, and I and I and I, I understand that it falls off pretty significantly from Kathy Bates to whoever the fourth person you said on the list was. Oh, William Sadler, he's like a com- <laughs> I, character yeah. actor. Kim no, Dickens, sure. though. Uh, but no, no, I mean those are familiar faces. I said, but like we're talking yeah. Kevin Costner, Woody Harrelson, and Kathy Bates. Are there's three big players, you yeah, know, yeah. and like three big players. I mean, we're talking three of the great actors. You know, we're talking uh, <laughs> big costume, big uh, fucking like Kathy yeah, Bates I mean, Costner yeah. fan. Three well, great actors. I mean, maybe Kathy- the three best <laughs> actors of all time. Buddy. I mean, Kathy Bates is probably on the list of all time great actresses. Kevin uh, Costner is at least an Oscar winner. Woody Harrelson, some iconic roles in terms of Netflix. I think Kathy Bates is an Oscar winner too for Misery. No, no problem, no problem. And then uh, the, listen but, to my other podcast, Devin's Overrated Actors. Who uh, <laughs> Kathy Bates to me falls in that category. Of uh, sure, she's an Oscar winner and like is like a big name. You see Kathy Bates like a big name. I don't think she's an overrated actress, but I still think she's like a bit like she's been on like four seasons of American Horror Story. <laughs> she had speaking of Netflix, she had that disjointed show on Netflix okay, where like she runs a head shop. All right, like yes, she's I not that. You're right. even though she's like you think Kathy Bates are like, all oh, big time actress. She's still like doing yeah, these was bit like forty years. Yeah, ago, exactly. Literally. She's not below doing these bit Netflix roles. I'll tell you and, this like, much. Uh, 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 we'll probably get into. Later, but can't do a southern accent to save the goddamn, <laughs> yeah. to save the goddamn movie. <laughs> we gonna one. catch old Bonnie Clyde. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. what are you British? Like? <laughs> I know for real. So overrated actress. Uh, uh, look no further than yeah. uh, fucking that's whatever. Another, that's than, another than podcast. I got this. That's another geeked up spinoff I'm working <laughs> on. Uh, and then it's directed by John Lee Hancock, who. The only reason I kind of point this out is one of the few directors that are from one of these Netflix movies that actually has a couple big titles under his no, name. He did Hancock. He drew, no, <laughs> that was the uh, that was the movie based on him, yeah. <laughs> where he was a superhero. <laughs> but he directed Saving Mrs. Banks, which was that Tom Hanks movie about like the lady that wrote Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Poppins, and it was uh, Colin Farrell, Tom Hanks, uh, okay, Emma so. Watson. Pretty big movie, I think. Got nominated for some Oscar, and then he also has directed The Blind Side. Okay, with, uh, Blind Side. Sandra Bullock. So he's got a couple big titles couple, uh, underneath. Was that an yeah. Oscar winner? Or I think so. Big? I think wow. Sandra Bullock won for that. Yeah, like, yeah. One best actor. So he's got a couple titles. Wow. So he's no slouch to okay. the. Uh, to and then the game. I think another from last week as well. Another interesting part of this release, but this is as well hot off the presses for Netflix and chat. As this is a 2019 release. Yeah, it's release. reasonably similar. And I guess I no, would no, say... No, 2018 or 2019. 2019. It's a 2019 okay. because so I remember... The, so hot off the presses. So. This is one of those movies that I remember coming out on Netflix and being like, oh, I want to watch that. And okay, it's like yes. never did. I yeah, think yeah, maybe sure. it was like... But this is God like, forbid I pull it out of the box and be like, I gotta watch this movie again. <laughs> but uh, also, I just think it was one of those movies... Well, when I started it yesterday, I... Uh, it said continue or restart. And I was uh, like, oh, did I watch? Then I did. Did I get drunk and, and press the and watch the first five minutes? I of just this one, did watch that. Totally watched the first five minutes because the opening jailbreak scene. I was like, I remember all this. Okay, great opening scene, yeah. by the way. So I don't know. So I guess should we uh, get right but into it? I guess it? just one real quick point to that. But so I guess this is kind of you know we're talking like uh, the territory where a couple of years ago in the world, however, this would probably be a major motion picture release. You know what I mean? Oh, but for just sure. Like, dude. 
due to the fact that Netflix is now like we've talked here's about here's something show, I think the I evolution think of Netflix that like, the reason this is rated R is I think this movie was filmed I was gonna say shopped and Netflix bought it before sure. like it wasn't like Netflix I don't think was the first to like produce this for movie sure. I think they bought the rights to say, it rated R was probably a hint that it was like originally gonna be a theater release exactly because it could have been it could have been a theater release they had enough big enough cast for sure to be a theater release and a good enough idea of a story yeah you know people love that uh that idea of like the main story is kind of a part of the story you already know you know what i mean where again bonnie and clyde are like the emphasis of the story but they're not like the titular characters bonnie and clyde for sure for sure it's about the highway man yeah 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 no very interesting take but yeah i guess that would kind of get us into yeah it. and like i said the movie starts with a jailbreak that makes no fucking sense whatsoever <laughs> because like i guess it shows that like they shows these people i mean it like, was a badass scene uh, it was a badass scene logistic that doesn't make sense logistically it makes no sense <laughs> and like it was the right idea just executed terribly yeah. like okay so why, uh, why, were shows, there, why were there handguns in the middle of the field? Okay, well that makes sense because you know you figure that they went there at one <laughs> point, dropped these handguns off. Yeah, it shows that like all these uh, what is it, like a working line from jail, they're all in the woods chopping wood. Yeah, doing old timey jail, right? You see chain uh, gang sort of thing. You see uh, one guy, one of these jail members, one of these prisoners <laughs> take. Yeah, I couldn't remember jail the word. Members I could not word. remember the word. <laughs> Politically <laughs> correct way to call them. It's or? a very elite group. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Members of the jail. jail Community, uh. <laughs> these goddamn criminals. <laughs> but uh, you see him like get pistols out of a tree stump, so you know there's something afoot. And also in another scene, you see a like old timey car, my new Ford, pull up, and uh, you know you know it's a Bonnie and Clyde movie. You see the lady limping out with like, a Tommy gun, right? Yes. So you know they're gonna be planning Into, like an empty field. Yeah, she's like facing know? an empty field, so you know there's gonna be some kind of jailbreak. They, the two, flashback to the criminals in the. Uh, you know, work in line. Yeah. They pull out the guns. They like pointing the guns at the uh the officers. Yeah, there's a good Mexican standoff Correct. kind of situation. Like, you know, put your guns down, we're getting out, out of here. Guys. And what you realize they're doing is they're waiting for Bonnie to start shooting off the machine gun. And that's like yeah, their that sign like the signal. And then they that... shoot the cops and they start running. Here's where they start running to to the goddamn signs of the machine gun. Yeah, well that's what the machine gun was there for. Sh- sure. Shouldn't if you were really doing this correctly Maybe have one guy on one side of the field shooting off a machine gun, distracting the cops while you run the other fucking way from the loud sound. Like, it wasn't a good... It's like, all right, we're going to make a lot of noise, run that way, and then we'll drive away. Yeah. Like, that made no fucking sense whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I guess I kind of just took it where... I thought it was a clever enough move, actually. Yeah, but it was have, like, this like, is two... like, like, run to... This is where the car is going to be. Like, they know they're going to be doing chain gang work. Have two guns. You're Bonnie and Clyde. It's a two-man <laughs> operation, dude. Like, have Clyde well, waiting on the other side. of the field. Sure. Know? Sure, have them all run to one side and have, like, the other car pull away. (laughs) Split it up a little bit. Not like, hey, run to where the obvious breakaway is going to be. Yeah, I mean, I guess it didn't really... I'm going to start shooting off fireworks. Run to there (laughs) while you're breaking out of jail. I mean, it's not like they were really uh, eluding the security. Like, they were hot on their trail, you know what I mean? So it was like they... Yeah. You know, that's where the, the... there was a shootout just to get them into. They needed they needed coverage just to get them into the getaway vehicle. You I feel like it was an unnecessary extra step. Like, <laughs> why is she even shooting out the machine gun then? Yeah, you know what I mean. 
Yeah, well, I guess just to like alert them to to give them the sound cue that they're there. It's time to go. To, no, I think just to like this is where we are in the close by field. Just like run to the sounds of the machine, oh, just so it. you know where we're located. They couldn't track each other's iPhones. Like, All right, <laughs> exactly. We're gonna be right here. Yeah, yeah, just like there. You know what I mean? I, that's where I just didn't exactly know where the guns were like calculatedly stashed and all. Sure, it was a very sure. like okay. you know very Ocean's Eleven plan. They had <laughs> exactly, there. it was. Um, but, a, but a pretty badass scene to kick off the movie, though. Kicks off I'm the movie with off, them. Yeah. All right, I know. Bonnie the, and Clyde are breaking out some of their members of the old Bonnie and Clyde exactly, gang. Exactly, exactly. Breaking them out of jail. Then it cuts. See, to, at first uh, I thought it was either Bonnie or I thought that it was like I thought that was Clyde. That's what I thought too. You know I thought I mean? Bonnie was breaking Clyde out of exactly, jail because yeah. again, as someone that knows really nothing about <laughs> exactly. Bonnie and Clyde, because they the really should have made movie, an '80s or '90s style fucking movie. Me and Devin would know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure. All the only thing I know about uh, Bonnie and Clyde is what Mork and Mindy did. Yeah, it's not really or, or what Mickey and Mallory did. <laughs> I mean, Mickey, uh, yeah. Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Nanu Nanu. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Robin Williams was hilarious. Now uh, eat lead, motherfucker. <laughs> so then it cuts to, uh, I guess, Mayor Ma. Mayor Ma Kathy Bates is <laughs> what we're we'll calling Mayor Kathy Bates. Mayor Kathy Bates. Ma Kathy Bates. And then you realize now, like, it's in Texas. It's like a big. Bonnie and Clyde have been around forever now. I think it's been you two know it's years in Texas. since they've like, Kathy Bates spot on accent. I think it's been, <laughs> yeah, that terrible. But I think one of the reporters are even like, like Oscar winner. She can't do a Southern Belle. Fucking. Here it comes. Uh, now it's been three years now. Or I'm sorry, it's been two years now since Bonnie and Clyde have been on the run. What do you plan on doing about there, Mayor Ma Bates? <laughs> and then she goes, "Well, old Bonnie and Clyde, <laughs> we need the highway man." <laughs> But no, she was like, it's an obvious, like, ongoing thing now where they haven't been able to catch Bonnie and Clyde. They're still out yes. there robbing banks, killing cops. Yeah, the people yeah. love them. I guess for some reason, I guess she's the governor, mayor, governor of uh, Texas. <laughs> yeah, probably the governor. And uh, and I do just uh, real quick kind of like what you were saying where there are real historical views. You do get the picture throughout the movie that old Ma Perkins or whatever oh, she was for, must be like a pretty significant texture. Sure. You know, like was a totally definitely a real person. <laughs> because too, they're like would say her whole name too, be like, Isn't that right? Jessica Ma Ferguson, governor <laughs> from Texas to nineteen twenty eight to nineteen thirty six. Like, all right, we get it. She yeah, was yeah. real. But uh, she has a whole thing. is like, mark my words, we are going to get these motherfuckers and uh, motherfuckers <laughs> and uh, put an end to this. So then they kind of like, have a sit down, her little thing, and she's pissed off. She's just like, hey, man, like, you know, I'm not as confident as I sounded with the press. Like, what are we doing about this? <laughs> yeah. They just broke prisoners they out of our jail. They do show pretty actually early throughout Kathy Bates' character is always doing, like, very Veep style. Yeah, yeah, people out behind the scenes. <laughs> yes. And immediately, um, like, grandstanding to the media. God damn it, Gary. One more fuck up like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll be cleaning up cow manure for the next six months. Where's my latte? <laughs> no, very, <laughs> very true. Very true. But uh, she talks to, I think, is like the warden of the jail at the time, or like maybe he's the sheriff in that area, because like they broke out of your jail. They're saying to like one okay, guy yes, there, and he's yes. like, "Well, that's why I want to have a hand in uh, getting revenge on Bonnie, and Clyde. Bonnie yeah. and Clyde." Bonnie and Clyde down. 
So then you kind of find out it's implied that she shut down. This the, is kind of getting to where Devin was talking earlier about the Rangers system being shut down. Correct, yeah. And, you kind of imply that she's shut down the Texas Rangers a couple years before. For sure. And again, this is kind of where like American history comes in because it's at the kind of time, but based on my experiences from Deadwood, where they are kind of like <laughs> yeah. just forming local governments and law forces. let's be honest, I'm not a big reader, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As I always like to point out, really yeah. not much of a reader. If it wasn't on a uh, movie that was made in the 90s or a TV show made in the 2000s, I probably don't know about it. But, but so, yeah, again. Uh, this guy's big idea is to uh, reinstate one of the old Texas Rangers, the very famous Kevin Costner's Poncho Hammer, who was like, like I said earlier, was like the guy who was like a famous very big famous Texas Ranger during like the 1910s, yes. the 1920s, before the Texas Rangers were shut down. He's now a retired, has a pet pig, living <laughs> with uh, Kim Dickens. The Texas Rangers are very much like a thing mm-hmm. unto Texas. Yeah, you never hear of like the Wisconsin Rangers. Doing well, that's anything. because Chuck Norris was uh, <laughs> the most legendary of all the Texas Rangers. <laughs> well, of course there was Walker. Walker. Before there was Frank. Yeah. There was. Uh... <laughs> so, so then, wait, like, what so was like, uh... the Rangers served? I don't know what other like states did for their laws. Because now there's like whatever, U.S. Like... Marshals. Because wasn't that yeah, Timothy? Oliphant's job on Justified. Okay, he was like so a U.S. Was a marshal, marshal. Yeah, but he has like state to state jurisdiction. I think you're a Texas marshal. Tech, those are like the. I mean, it's basically, and now the title of the movie is making sense. It's basically the... like a highway patrolman, right? Like, can't like state well, highway patrolmen just travel throughout me. the whole state and not counties? Yes, for sure. Well, that's the old. Uh, I think that's why they the might Jersey be called the highwayman. <laughs> See, now for me, I always thought that highway. You're gonna say the man... Jersey urban legend that if you uh, just drive into New York. They can't arrest you. <laughs> exactly. Same thing in <laughs> Don't worry. Sure. I know that urban legend. Always smoke well. weed close to state borders. <laughs> exactly. Because you can quickly get away. Or even county or city. Like, that's a city cop. Yeah. You can't follow us into county. <laughs> But yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. never put that theory to test. I mean, on paper, it makes sense. Even as yeah. a 36 year old, I still buy it. <laughs> but I mean, that's a very old classic movie <laughs> yeah. drive to the border a whole yeah, yeah, scenario, yeah. you know. But for me, though, I always thought that highwaymen as a term were people that were like old westy robbers country singers that, that would like started a super group <laughs> i know it was a good but uh, uh i always said they were like you know uh crook kind of band- banditos themselves okay and that I... would like rob people you know going uh, across country on the highway for sure so i was a little confused by like why was well, because this, much why like wasn't this movie called the rangers yeah, much like the titular song that's what that song is about highwaymen <laughs> yeah I think like robbing ladies and whatnot. And again, I think another reference to that would be like, just like I said, Deadwood talk about highwaymen all the time as like the bandits on yes, the highway. Yes, exactly. Yeah. For sure. It's like, which one of them caught sucking highwaymen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, one of my local high school, uh, my one of my, the rival, those bastards from Teaneck, New Jersey. New Blade. <laughs> right? <laughs> Their team was called the Highwaymen. Oh, man. All right. So they're, yeah, most badass name. And, what were you guys? Uh, we were the Maroons. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> which, so let's go highwaymen. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. <laughs> Always rooted again. No. Although, but, uh, what two hilarious like non-football sports team <laughs> names well, ever? Highland like a badass kind enough. Of. Like you don't hear it, but the Maroons. That's like the and Maroons. That's the color is, Maroon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not shift uh, shipwrecked Bugs Bunny characters. <laughs> yeah, what a Maroon. Or else when you uh, when you when you're a seventh grade football player and your team looks it up in the dictionary the night before the first game <laughs> and you find out that it's the term for a runaway slave <laughs> <laughs> or some shit we were like kind of took the spirits out of you guys the, had a real redskin yeah, situation the suburban <laughs> white kids playing football. but no so the uh so the highwaymen what like again though why wasn't this just called the rangers yeah sure. you know what i mean so like, then who was the highwayman bonnie and clyde were they? I guess they essentially, were. Oh, maybe it's a Playboy but no, situation. Because they say it in the movie. The... Because once he tells him, like, she's not. Because when he goes, when uh, the bald guy who like suggests to uh, who the guy from Fargo, correct? <laughs> when Ned, <laughs> who hasn't fucking aged a day, yeah. How's this guy not aged a day in the last? Well, he made a lot of good money off those two cent stamps. <laughs> I guess, <yeah>. Those. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs a three cents. <laughs> but he uh, he even says it to Kevin Costner when he's like trying to like get him back on board. He's like, oh, he, Kevin Costner's like, oh, she's reinstating the Rangers, and he's like, no, not exactly. You're officially going to be called like the Highwaymen okay, Patrol yes, of the state of Texas, which essentially is the same idea. Like you can go to any county in Texas, but you're for sure, for sure. And that comes the up. They eventually break line. They they oh, break yeah, yeah, yeah. state line. They cross the Red River in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, and again, like such a thing is like, well, what if I? Drive around them. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, no one's gonna chase these guys. Like, that's it. Whoa, you bet. There's a good fist shake in yeah. the rear view situation. But... You brilliant son of a bitch! You really did. <laughs> You've it. done it again, <laughs> Kevin Ka- Frank Hammer. <laughs> Call me Poncho. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, I guess he goes then. So yeah, they real they reinstate him. They reinstate he him. Make him a highway man. Uh, he has to go tell Joni Stubbs from Deadwood yeah, that yeah. he's. Uh, Leaving her behind, hitting the trip. And in the best, like, uh, repeated uh, line you would hear in a lot of movies, she says it to him, too. She's like, I knew what kind of man you were when I married you. And I was like, yeah, dude. Yeah. When last heard from <laughs> yeah. fucking uh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. And fucking- <laughs> yeah. Or any fucking Western cowboy, <laughs> tough as nails, law guy. You really going to go out there? I knew what I was getting into. I love you for it, Frank Hammer. <laughs> so. But, yeah, so he uh, he goes out to he goes out to uh, he goes out on the hunt yeah. to find the, and this happens I guess while she's listening to an old timey radio cue about more bodies being piled that's right. Up. This is the first time you see him just sitting outside by himself, petting his old pet pig. <laughs> and again, like another scene where she's inside listening to the radio and like he's inside outside listening to it by himself. I was like, don't be a dick, fucking. <laughs> it's like watching TV. You know, essentially back in the day, like yeah, watching sure. TV and it'd be like if A.H. was in there, like watching the television. Hey, come sit next to me. No, I'm going to watch it through the window <laughs> out here and brood. <laughs> I like yeah, heard a brood on the porch. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know I do. But I you know what you up. got it to when you married me. Wait, what did uh, Khaleesi just say? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that really instates that they hear that he killed two more people. She uh, takes her brand new Ford 
and hits the oh, road. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess you'll be taking my new Ford. He's just like, which God was like not supposed Cameron. to be funny because he just like nods all solemnly. He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry. Oh no. Okay. A great scene too, though, is before he really decides. You kind of know he's gonna do it, but before he really aside, decides to do it, he kind of tests to see if he still's got it or not. Oh, and yeah. like, dude. And again, I was just thinking, like, what a test of the times it was when you could just like walk up on three kids who are like one doing manual labor as like eight. <laughs> years old and two no parents around and there's a strange man pulls on the side of the road with a fucking gun in his hand yeah. it's like hey kids want to make a nickel and they're like hell yeah sir <laughs> and just like no problem did love that one fucking Start kid. Ski did love bottles. the kid that was throwing the bottles though he's like you got a piece of that one <laughs> and then again gave him the wink he's like this is to keep your mouth shut he's like <laughs> like that kid was great. Then I mean, back hey, to a dollar his, for their yeah. troubles. I mean, that's, uh, that's what we're gonna make in our sixteen-hour day of putting up fences. <laughs> oh, the good old days where child labor laws did not exist. That was yeah, just a scene I wrote. Like gun that. laws. Uh, I also thought that that was going to pan out to something later, and was like, oh, he's gonna miss the shot later in the movie. Nope. Yeah, that's a good call. Just actually. shown that he was old. <laughs> The show he's Rusty, an old guy now. You know, I guess they were. And then I guess it pans to him. He gets all his paperwork. He's off on the road. But does he need a little help? Dare I say, does he need a buddy? <laughs> does this cop need a buddy? <laughs> a ragtag buddy to help him along? So he uh, kind of cuts to then Woody Harrelson uh, looking a lot more down and out than old Kevin Costner was, <laughs> yeah. right? He's sitting there. He's unshaven, which yeah. is not a good sign in movies. And at first, too, when they first show, like, he's in, like, a little small little house. There's, like, a young woman making breakfast. A little kid wakes him up. He's like, Paul, just because mama says just because you uh, don't have a job doesn't mean you don't have to eat your breakfast. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, all right, fine. I thought it was going to be his wife. Harrelson. Yeah, for sure. And I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, and not because I don't give a shit. But I was like, fucking really young casting his wife here i was like fucking hollywood like come on and then you find out it's his daughter and i was like all right nicely played because i was like is that supposed to be his son and his wife like woody harrelson's 60 man like are you fucking kidding me but uh no it was he's living with his daughter and his grandson he's kind of down and out he's talking about getting a job maybe at the uh auto shop the garage might be looking for garage might be hiring he uh walks his grandson to uh the school bus stop to uh you know Get him to school. I guess this one does because his daughter goes to her waitress job. Yeah. And uh, you see him shuffling around like an old man, kind of hunched over. Implies that he's drunk, you know, yeah. like a good Woody Harrelson. Did he, like, pour whiskey in his cereal or something I think, hilarious? Like... I don't think that was this one. But he did wake up. There was, like, a whiskey bottle, like, yeah, next yeah. to his sleeping outside yeah, for sure. couch. That looked super peaceful, by the way. I was like, oh, a nice couch out in the lanai. The Texas looked, Plains. That looks great, I mean, dude. Yeah. But uh, Kevin Costner is watching him from his uh, wife's stone ford. <laughs> and he's like down the road and he's watching Woody Harrelson. And kind you know, you kind of realize that they're probably old partners. And he's watching them. Is he going to recruit him? No. He turns around and he drives away. And you're just like, all right, I guess he doesn't want him. Then I guess it's supposed to be a comedy break because then he drives to town and buys. Let me see that sawed-off shotgun. Mind if I see that repeater rifle and that uh, yeah, gun over there? Epic order at and the gun store. Like, like, all right, that'll do. What'll do, sir? <laughs> I'll take all of them. All of them. <laughs> like, no questions asked. Yeah, no no uh, I mean, background checks. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, they asked him at the end, who, like, if you don't mind, who you're planning on hunting. And then uh, he just gives him a wink. I think he gives him more of like a grimace. Like, don't ask me that. It was like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. 
Well, he's but, like, I don't mind if you ask, and then winks, and then doesn't answer. That's true. That's true. He's like, oh, he seems respectful. That's Kevin Costner. <laughs> he always plays the exact same guy. We can trust him. <laughs> but he does walk outside, and who's sitting there but old Woody Harrelson, cleaned up Tracked in his suit, him down, suit and fedora. You know, I saw you were watching me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, still got it. He's hilariously wearing the shabby version of like Kevin Costner's suit too. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like Kevin's is all pressed and yeah, Woody's yeah. is like. Ugh. <laughs> I like how they have to wear neckties in Texas in the 1930s, <laughs> yeah. even to like ride on car trips and fucking be. Yeah, you're like a secret group of the government too, man. <laughs> know, like, seriously. there's two of you in the unit. No one's gonna report you guys <laughs> not sure. wearing a tie. Well, he didn't look like a cop to me. He wasn't wearing a tie. Another real victim, I guess, of just the evolution of uh, American culture. But uh, the the old pork pie hat salesman, <laughs> really <laughs> tough days. Because back in the 1930s. Every single person Making wearing a, a pork killing, pie hat. Like a fedora. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Richest guy in town fucking had the, the haberdasher. I don't know. I think if he had like a town. shop in Brooklyn now, he'd be doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of those asshole hats are being around here I now. I guess Lids is the, uh, <laughs> the, the modern equivalent. And I got a card. I got a frequent customer card. So. Oh, it's almost time to wear your goofy turkey hat. <laughs> but Woody Harrelson uh, uh, shows him that he's still got it. By tracking him down a little bit, however, has to has to uh, you know really prove to Kevin Costner that oh, he's you know he has to kind of uh, there was uh, something in negotiate the, uh, his way in something in the trailer too that wasn't in the movie because in that scene in the trailer he was just like you're not even packed yet did you watch the trailer for it no he goes you're not even packed or anything and he's like Woody Harrelson just takes a toothbrush out of his jacket he's like all right come on and that never happens in oh, the movie in the trailer he like shows him be like. Come on. This one, he's like, oh, Judas Priest, get in the car. <laughs> Jesus, you're cutting stuff out of the trailer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Because I watched the trailer again right before I watched Clayton the movie. false advertising. Try to sell it to AH, too. But you want to watch this? <laughs> Maybe? Man, what are you else? hilarious. <laughs> no go. <laughs> he does deliver the great quote, though, as uh, 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 in trying to, neg- in trying to uh, convince Costner to take him along. Mm-hmm. His best quality, he's above ground and ready to go. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's I'm right. not the best detective. Uh, well, I can't shoot like I used to, but I'm above ground yeah. and ready to go. Don't worry. Neither can I. Yeah. Ah, Judas Priest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Another thing, too, that uh, I guess didn't really play out much like the shooting the bottle thing is uh, he was like, you still drinking? You drinking anymore? He's like, no, I'm not drinking anymore. Yes. And then throughout call. the movie, he's drinking the whole time, and you're like, oh, he's going to get him on this. Never calls him out once. <laughs> yeah. Never comes to fruition. Yeah, he's just like, sure. you still drinking? Not a drop. Can I drive? No. <laughs> All right. Look, 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 look. It just happens a lot. Every time he like, I got to go take another piss. You just took a piss. And yeah. then he goes to drink whiskey and take a piss. But he <laughs> well, uh, piss a lot when you're drinking all that whiskey. Yeah, of course. Too. But it never ever comes no, up. Sure it, he yeah, was he like, was "You said you weren't drinking," for sure. or like he 100%. missed the shot because he, he was I thought drinking. At some point, he was yeah. going to have something bad was going to happen because yeah. he was drinking. And it's, at, they at, got at, away because you were drinking. But at, at, at the end, I guess to kind of fast forward to the movie did end. With Costner letting Harrelson drive. Oh yeah, that's like so, the big ending. That's like the end end. The end end. Like, but they didn't establish that though. They didn't establish that Woody Harrelson ever stopped drinking along the way no, to like no, no. earn that right. You know what I well, mean? Well, I think it was just a uh, again like the two different personalities. Where I think it's one of those things where he yeah, was right, like, like, I, dr- I'm, I'm the one the that I'm the control. one that drives. Yeah, you yeah. do the map, bitch. <laughs> you know. Uh, but you're right. I just felt that was a very like they made a big deal of establishing Woody being like a disheveled alcoholic. 
Pollock and then really paid no reference nope, to it. Like, never once. <laughs> <laughs> was always just as good at the yeah, job and as and old the Hammer end, was. Literally, he drives off happily. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But he does a very comedic, too. Uh, like, when he gets out of the car, like a hilarious shuffle over to the driver's seat. Like, <laughs> just as happy as could be. But, uh, so they're driving. Uh, and I guess the first thing they do, though, is they finally team up. The old team's back together, right? Yeah, the they old man uh, back together. No Kevin singing Costner's, in the car. Cue Kevin Costner's in the car. Yeah, right. And he gets mad he's singing the wrong words. It's this lyric. You want to hear the most annoying sound ever? <laughs> <laughs> Mock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, bird. See. 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 <laughs> But they, uh, Kevin Costner realizes they're kind of going in a pattern in these four states, and for whatever reason, always has like this Riding weird, the weird theory. Was just like two things about ranching horses and outlaws. <laughs> right? They always come home. Yeah, and I was like, all right, what? <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> there might be a good reason you're retired. It's Easter. If there's one thing I know <laughs> about Bonnie and Clyde, they'll make it home for Easter <laughs> to this sleepy Dallas town. <laughs> set up the barricade. But it's also but no, that was also one of my other takeaways from Bonnie and Clyde. It's like I thought they were more like world, you know, or a, a, a cross country hitmen. I didn't realize that they just focused on Texas the whole. Texas. Well, there was this like whole fucking movie. Like Texas, Oklahoma, yeah, the, the two yeah. neighboring states. It's yeah, like, exactly. Like like when they went to search for them, like I don't know, maybe California. Right. Or one of, like, those old timey cars going to get to California. <laughs> like they probably tried. Like, dude, just turn around. This is going to take. Right, we'll just focus around. on Texas. No air conditioning <laughs> in summer. <laughs> But they, uh, so their first rule is they go back to the hometown of Bonnie and Clyde, Houston, Texas, the right? Gang. Or is it Dallas, Texas? I don't Dallas. Know. Some shitty fucking <laughs> Texas town. Some Texas town that blatantly looked like modern day suburbs with like people in 1930s clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Was like, yeah. I was like, I think I grew up in that town. That was, that was just <laughs> yeah. like, play, there's a fucking, uh, uh, an SUV, a fucking, yeah, there's a fucking there's red robin down the door. <laughs> red <laughs> robin. <laughs> but they, uh, another funny scene too. Like while they go back to the hometown, they, they, uh, he's pointing out that the FBI on the files it said that the FBI have been wiretapping uh, Bonnie and Clyde's homes, like Bonnie's home, okay, parents' home, and Clyde's home. Because remember, Woody Harrelson's all like blown away by it. he's like they're doing what now <laughs> through the phone lines, <laughs> which was uh, kind of hilarious, but. They do this thing where they're watching the houses, like, that's Bonnie's house, that's Clyde's house. Old-time detective work. And they're like, oh, well, here's something now. They catch an eye on... Uh, you know what the other thing seems like? Is that it feels like they're the only two at any point during these two years that did any detective work <laughs> yeah, whatsoever. It's like, it feels like the only time Bonnie and Clyde were ever confronted was by just, like, random traffic stops. Like, you were going a little <laughs> fast there. <laughs> like, these two idiots did a little detective work, and then, like, two weeks later, they're like, oh, yeah, we got them. <laughs> that was very easy. Yeah. We uh, drew circles house. on a map, and we <laughs> caught them in two weeks. You interview a couple of what was the members, first thing you did? Uh, we looked at their parents' house and found them almost immediately. Went to their parents on Easter? Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Because in day one, fucking day one of them, like, you know, doing police work and watching the house, some guy walks by and just, like, throws a bottle over the fence and yeah, then someone yeah. throws it back over and it's like, oh, there's communication. And then some little ginger asshole, like, picks the bottle up, realizes he's being followed by old FBI agents. <laughs> and I guess just to show you that, oh, look how old they are. These two fucking idiots can't catch him to save their <laughs> lives. Woody Harrelson just goes way off left. <laughs> he's, yeah, like, <right>. leaves. <laughs> and then 
Tries they, to take a shortcut and gets lost on the way. Yeah, they get. Uh, they try and chase this little ginger. They don't get him. The FBI pull up somehow without GPS right to where they are, <laughs> and then just kind of give them the old like, "No one wants you two old timers around here." Yeah, but, yeah. Because again, there was something and else. As well, there's more establishing that they don't know what they're ta- talking. Yeah, about. because there was something else too they with don't Kathy get the Bates. Technology. It like flashes back to Kathy Bates too. She was just like, "Look, I buckled and let these Texas Rangers do it, but I want the FBI to solve this case. So make sure that." happens and it was like all right fucking do we <laughs> really remember that was yeah that, she does she like tell it's another like veep part where she's telling this guy she's like oh, you'll be working guard duty for the next okay, six months he's like, all right <laughs> yeah she's really like i i guess her whole thing was like she's about now, have moving they gotten stuck with the other partner yet actually no, no 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 it was just the two of them and then the fbi make fun of them okay and that's when they go then to like the local sheriff's office and he introduces them to the kid, okay, yes, now they who was just like, "Well, if you guys need someone, they're that looking can, like, for like identify him on spot, or something, right?" Like, well, they're just kind of like getting to know the local sheriff's office and like the hometown. Like, well, how do you guys have any luck? And they're like, well, this little asshole right here he grew up with him, yeah, yeah. had a big crush on Bonnie, one, well, and could identify him on site. Because that's why they kind of ditched him. Because then they're like, "All right, well, we're going to take you along. You're our guy now. Then our yeah, point yeah. man." And then they realize that he could have killed them at one point, and he kind of like held back he didn't shoot bonnie because he yeah. had a crush on her when they were kids so that's why kevin For costner sure. gets all up in and arms doesn't... he's like you little asshole you could have stopped it all right For then. sure. that was no, the whole they, yeah he's definitely kind of the mole and he also well he wasn't the mole he was just well, they, a... they established woody harrelson throws some lure out there and like uh and then he doesn't really of information take... that that's the, the whole thing reports. that he could have killed bonnie and then like that was his whole thing. It was like, they didn't have dark souls growing up. Yeah, He's like, yeah. they got dark souls now. <laughs> because they but killed two more cops. Thing. Wasn't there another thing where it was like the uh, they had a piece of intel and then the FBI knew about it or something. And it was like it was the kid obviously ratted out to like either the department. They well, were that's the criminal guy later on. Okay, The, the guy that didn't quite break out of jail. The little detective kid, you just kind of found out he was soft on Bonnie yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. had a chance to, like, stop him at one point and didn't. So they were just like, mm, can we trust this guy? You find yeah, out later yeah. they can because he's all sad and yeah, he's there yeah. for the ambush. So, but, yeah, they, like, take this kid in arms to, like, help them That's identify. They, they, he he was there, I guess, just to finish up. I guess that was just kind of what I thought was going to happen with the kid. Yeah, it kind of seemed like he was going to be, like, a little But then snitch. he was yeah. part of the big ambush. But it's really, like, no big consequence where they, like, he didn't, like, do anything heroic to prove no, all that he, he was. literally did. It was did just, like, a very, you know. Was look through binoculars and <laughs> yeah, goes, exactly. yep, that's him. Yeah. And I was like, dude, first that's of all. That's not enough to, like. You have no idea if that was him or not. <laughs> I know, right now. <laughs> like, they they were establishing so much that he was kind of like on their side. They thought they were going to make him do something a little bit more heroic. Like at be the, the one that shot her in yeah, the face yeah, or, or something. something. But uh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> so they don't actually end up taking him along because Kevin Costner, like you said, doesn't quite trust him. But he's as, and he's as well kind of like established as a very dim-witted... You know, uh, uh, bumbling klutz kind of uh, kind of cop. Yeah, correct. I mean, he's a new, he's a rookie. You know, because Bonnie and Clyde are very young too. They keep talking about that all the time. So if yeah, this yeah. kid's their age, he's like a young cop, like yeah, fresh yeah. faced on the force. Somehow not wearing a uh, blue uniform. He's somehow already like a junior detective. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why does this kid get to wear a suit to work? Yeah, yeah. why does he get to wear the necktie? Yeah, exactly. That's uh, <laughs> neckties earned, buddy. But they. Uh, they take him along, and I think two more cops get killed, and they go to the scene, and that's when he yells at him. He's like, see, kid, your friend's got dark souls, dark souls. So then they go their own way. 
They go off again. Kevin Costner thinks they're going to resupply in this town, right? So him and Woody Harrelson go to this town that they think they're going to resupply in. It kind of fits the pattern. And sure enough, Woody Harrelson's outside. Uh, well, they find out. They also they conclude by checking out the crime scene, something that the local detectives don't pick up on. But they find lots of booze bottles and I guess some right, type of like right. a codeine kind of fucking you know syrup. Because she's so that's why she has that, that limp. She's a drug addict, and she has that and they crazy go back limp. To that pharmacy, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. like, she's a junkie. She needs to get her fix. So mm. where's the nearest pharmacy? Again, just basic That's right. That's police exactly work. what it was. Yeah. yeah. Again, basic police work. Correct. Yeah. Just a little extra. Read the label on the bottle. But they, uh, yeah, Harding's Pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Old Way Road, Waco, Texas. Like, <laughs> we should uh, stake out the pharmacy. Should we follow this up, Johnson? Nah. <laughs> what are the odds that they even go back there? So they do go there. For, uh, Kevin Costner waits in the car. Woody Harrelson's outside. I think he pulls the old uh, I gotta take a piss routine. <laughs> that's true. Exactly what it is. Built in whiskey. Is Goes to the... drink some whiskey. Oh, that's definitely what it is. hundred percent b- Behind an alley. He's like, in like, the whiskey. phone booth like drinking whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Sure enough, looks in the shop, sees, I think, Clyde in there buying like, the I stuff. I think he sees Bonnie and then I think uh, Costner sees Clyde from Costner inside. Costner sees the right? car sitting out back, right? And then he sees them in there. He, yeah, like, yeah. goes, like, rushing back. But now the town locals realize it's Bonnie and Clyde and, like, surround yes, the car. Sure. And, like, like, they're the goddamn Beatles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, no, fucking, sure. ah, it's Bonnie and Clyde. And start following them. And this is what I mean by the worst car chase ever. Because <laughs> yeah. literally, like. You did bring it up in the intro and I started laughing. You can't see, like, how close Liam and I do each other. But we're kind of on, like, opposite sides of a short room right now, right? Like, our arms don't touch. It's a hallway touch, in front of my bathroom. But, but, like, yeah. I mean, I could easily flick a paper football and kick him right, hit him right in the forehead right now. That's how close these fucking cars were together. And he's like, damn it, can't get through with all these damn teenagers. Never at one point did either of these two idiots just get out of the car and be like, all right, Woody, get out of the car and go shoot him in the face. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to sit here. Can I drive, please? And I, I just I'm going to sit here and beep my... Yeah, I just thought that was so fucking ridiculous. There's like, really? Dude, mouth these people over. Also, even you when they hit I mean? the like, road and did their like 30 mile an hour like, on an open <laughs> yeah. highway. I'm uh, topping out. <laughs> Dominators at like 28. When they pulled the old Dust Bowl trick. That was kind of good. It was all right, but again, they just so lost stupid. Him in the dust bowl. Like they, one car just pulling donuts, getting it all dusty. But did he got like, that far away when I the know, dust man. cleared up and this open, <laughs> no was, fucking... Uh, Open road. Well, I guess they're gone. It reminded know? me. It was a for somebody you're pretty so random, but a sweet, uh, a very sweet scene in the Fargo TV series. Okay, did you ever watch that? Oh yeah, every Bob season. Thornton yeah, yeah. That, uh, uh, I guess in season one or two, where they were in the whiteout blizzard. That was dope. That yeah. was awesome. That was well done. This was kind of like a bad version of that, <laughs> really where it was like super in, like intense in the yeah, blackout yeah, yeah. snow with Billy Bob Thornton and whoever else fucking like Hell right yeah, next to each other shooting at each other. That was and great. You didn't was know like, the cops were shooting at yeah that yeah. was awesome that was amazing that, that was that so was well done, done well for sure that was like this trying to do a scene <laughs> yeah. like that but so much miserably. does <laughs> i guess the only reason maybe you would get the kick callback to of them being bad shots now that they're old is because woody harrelson was shooting his gun out the window and this 20 mile per hour car and missing yeah i mean i, Ding. I yeah yeah Ding. You know what I mean? Like, I think maybe he's a little old. Yeah, yeah. I but it was super so. lame. Because then that never even got, like, brought up. They were like, like, the like you two... should have had him, Johnson. And even though these two were the only ones doing actual detective work, uh, 
The two things that thwarted them were a crowd of teenagers and dust. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I guess the FBI they would have had him. I you know what I mean? At this point, every life, cop life that they take is on their hands. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You guys had him dead to right. <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, they got away again. So after that, they uh, have the great idea to like, all right, they realize this kid just got out of jail who also was like in their attempted jail breakout. By the way, the other kid, by the way, their partner they got settled with, the kid from Dutch. <laughs> yeah, it looked just, just like Just want to point out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was not Ethan. It was definitely like the clone of Ethan Embry. Of, uh... <laughs> but but a young Ethan, like the kid from Dutch. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like that age. Well, but... he's still growing. You know, they cloned him 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's uh, right at the right age. Yeah, for sure he did. The other, this other dope though was the kid that was all excited about like how are the Yankees Dodgers doing there, uh, officer from the beginning. He was the idiot that like didn't make it out of the uh, jailbreak, yeah, jail out of the jailbreak. But okay, he finally got true. released on normal things, and the first day in the bar, he uh, gets squeezed immediately by uh, <laughs> old Woody and Kevin. And they just kind of tell him they're like, "Look, asshole, like you're gonna help us catch this guy, like uh, figure it out." Woody Harrelson gets, like, attacked in the bathroom by, like, Bonnie and Clyde sympathizers. You know what I mean? Where they're just like, we don't like your police work around I here. Those were, I thought those were, like, borough gang members, no? Were those just, like, civilians, you think? Oh, maybe they were gang members. Why? They were, like, were, like, were they in the Bonnie and Clyde gang? Or were they just like, we don't like police around here? So we're going to shoot you in the back like of the head. gang members that kind of knew what they were doing. Gotcha. Well, they didn't know what they were doing because they lost three against one against <laughs> old man know, Woody sure. taking a piss. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, old man Woody knows the thing or yeah. two about it. <laughs> 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 they don't call him old man Woody for nothing. And, and hilarious. How exactly did he, did he get out of that one? He, like, he got like, the guy gun like, from piss him. on him? I think, and, like, yeah, I think he, he turned like, around. distracted by the old, like, well, the old wet foot the trick. The old on the shins. <laughs> Gets him every time. <laughs> yeah, and again, I mean, if I was ever at a urinal and had a gun yeah, put against me, with fire, I would turn uh... around and piss on the guy. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't shoot me in the face immediately. But yeah, no, talk about having him dead to rights. They have him three to one in a bathroom. Woody fights his way out. Yeah. And then again, really not like, uh, uh, they, they don't really get give much credit for it either. Yeah, yeah, gets yeah. brushed over. But they... Uh... Put the squeeze on this kid because that scene even really meant nothing either. He got out of there and it was just like, "Ooh, that was close." Exactly. Yeah. It was just like, Poster "Did this never even found out?" Yeah. It's like, "Did this scene need a little action?" Yeah, he couldn't tell him because he was like, "What if they told him about me drinking in there?" But they decided to put the squeeze on this kid. Like, "Look, you're gonna tell him to uh, meet us here." They go back to the hometown again. See the bottle get thrown against the house again. This time they got a plan to catch this little ginger son of a bitch, right? <laughs> they uh, get the bottle out. They read the note in the bottle, and they realize, like, Bonnie and Clyde are like, hey, we're not going to go back home, blah, blah, blah. They think the kid, they put the squeeze on, double-crossed him. Yeah, yeah. They go to, like, find the kid, and he's dead. He's beaten to death by a baseball bat. So I guess you have to assume that, like, Bonnie and Clyde found out that he was even talking to the police probably yeah, is yeah. why. Woody Harrelson blames himself. Kevin Costner tells him not to. They get into an argument. 30 seconds later, they are back on the job. <laughs> like, again, it feels like it's going to be one of those big things where it's like, oh, we're going our separate ways. You were always too hard. And yeah. they need to be read their rights. And then he was just like, hey, man, I'm sorry. Can <laughs> we I, got uh, a job to do. Can I drive? No. All right, let's go. <laughs> So then I guess they finally get the idea to... Well, uh, then they have that scene where they establish really what a dark soul, what a dark, disturbed soul Kevin Costner has. With what, when, uh, when the Woody poker Harrelson game? Has his, yeah, the poker game. Well, that's what after this, because then yeah, they yeah. decide to, uh, instead of them going back, Bonnie yeah. and Clyde going back to their hometown, they're like, well, wait, they're with the third guy. 
What if they're going to go back to his hometown? So, right? So they go back it's to their this last chance. Last they got to go to at it. They go back to that hometown. And there's parts I'm missing, too. Because at one point, they find some house where they were held up in. They're like, oh, we were this close to catching them. We were going to kill him, not arrest him. He's like, all right, Jesus Christ, man. Like, we get it. <laughs> You've been saying that throughout the whole movie, which I guess is one of those things, too, even thinking back on it, that, like, the little I do know about Bonnie and Clyde is that I do know that they were, like, mowed down by the police, like, when they eventually got caught. That's, like, one thing I do know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just, like, going into this, like, I know Bonnie and Clyde eventually were never arrested. They were, like, murdered yeah, by sure. the – like, not murdered, but, like, just riddled yeah, yeah, with bullets sure. by the police. And throughout the whole movie, they keep saying that, like, you know you have to kill him, right? You have to kill him. You can't just capture him. You have to kill him. Even when they meet Clyde's dad, like, after they find that note in the bottle, he was like, I know you have to kill my son. Just be gentle about when you kill my son. It's like, yeah, we get it, dude. We know how the... It'd be like the whole Titanic movie. They'd just be like, I really hope this boat doesn't sink. (laughs) What crazy would that be if this boat sank? We only have 40 lifeboats on this boat. (laughs) Well, it'd be crazy if it sank. Good thing it's unsinkable. It was much like that. Where, like, again, they'd be like, well, I know you have to kill him. But they uh, eventually decide to go to uh, the other gang member's hometown. Uh, realize they're really close on it. To a hilarious scheme to see if they can trust the local police. Like, well, we might need the local sheriffs oh, yeah, on it. Well, that. how do we know if we can trust them? <laughs> I got an idea. <laughs> and just Woody Harrelson. Yeah, what a great move to get out of trying to bribe somebody off, by the way. Pulling the old, <laughs> well, I was testing. little reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah, old West Pull out your toy badge. <laughs> know, right? Which, how does he have a badge? They already established earlier. Yeah, they know. weren't getting Why badges. Why did you use this badge earlier? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you whip this sound at the bar, you know? Yeah. There was also a point, too, that we kind of talked about. But, yeah, they did just drive around a police barricade, like, okay, getting yeah, to this yeah, state. They're already out of state lines. My only reason I bring that up is because that's why they need the local sheriff's help so that way they can work in jurisdiction. Like, we that's can't true, do yeah. it. We're outside of Texas. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. we need the local sheriff's help if we're going to uh, yeah. do this legally. So he does go in there and was like, I'm from uh, Clyde's uh, yeah. camp. Uh, I think it was Louisiana. He yeah. Like... Slides them a uh, – yeah, it was Louisiana because they had the big stupid gator head on yeah. the uh, thing. And slides them an envelope of like $30. Also, where did they get all the cash from? Where did they get like the thousands of dollars? Well, it was a hilarious – not a lot of cash. Like When they opened the envelope, it was like 47 and change. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, all right. But then they like threatened him with a pitchfork and was like, get out of here. We're ain't no criminals. Well, you guys are just the guys I was looking for. I got my badge here. Just very silly. But they uh, make a deal with the gang member's dad who happens to be W. Earl Brown from yeah. Deadwood. Old Doherty from Deadwood. And he makes the deal with him. He's like, look, man, like if I can get my son away, I'll give you guys the information. The classic. There's only one road that leads. Well, first they have town. the poker game. Will they have the class where they were? No, no, no. They, they squeeze his... the dad first, and then I like, tell him like, "All right, we're gonna set this up." And then they play the poker game with the local sheriffs. And he's like, "Man, I heard you guys killed like yeah, yeah, fifty people." And he was like, "In one night." Yeah, Woody Harrelson has his because uh, uh... the one guy gets uh, trip sevens. He's like, "Man, we should really step this game up and throw some fucking money in here." <laughs> and remember, do you remember that? Like, that's why I'm saying like, not let your friends play poker. That's why I said. 
in the intro because Woody Harrelson even says he's like, oh no, old Hammer like won't let us play for money against the law. No drinking on Sunday. No playing for real cash. And I was like, dude, are they just playing poker for the sake of playing it? Oh, like, I did not get yeah. that at all. And that's why like Kevin Costner was sitting outside in the rain, all serious. Like again, <laughs> listen to the radio. Well, by they're himself. playing for cash. Why doesn't he get in there? Like yeah, exactly. Right. Well, it's because it's the idea of gambling <laughs> and self and then. Uh, yeah, they tell us the whole story about the uh, them killing 57 banditos in one night because they would always, the first couple times, they'd always be like, put your hands up, and they would get shot. Put your hands up, they would get shot. And then they got Hammer on the case, and he was like, well, stop telling them to put their hands up. Let's just go in their camp and kill them all. <laughs> and that's what they did, and Woody Harrelson ended up killing some... 13 year old kid riding away on his burrow <laughs> yeah it was just robert shaw from jaw from jaws moment he got this, this <laughs> yeah, that's big right. speech that's right that's right very dark <laughs> that was the uss uh <laughs> but the kid he was his whole thing was he killed a little 13 year old mexican kid riding away in his donkey a lot of fucking similarities to this movie in Ridiculous Six. <laughs> that and the fact that Kevin Costner uses a funny voice this whole movie, too. He's using a very similar voice <laughs> to a, Adam a, a Sandler. Sandler voice. It's just like a little dark and a little water boyish. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you find out the whole story of just, like, they are hardcore, like, killers in their own right, you know, but hiding behind the badge, if yeah, you Yeah, for sure. Especially Costner, who's got a dark, some, some skeletons yeah, yeah. in the closet. There's a reason he's so serious. You can't light... <laughs> Be light about these kind of things, Liam. <laughs> but, uh, so they play poker. But it was a very, like, just trying to be an epic soliloquy. Yeah, yeah. And, like, a meaningful point it was a, scene. I think there's even, like, and rain and, like, lightning in the background while he's telling the story, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was one and night. Costner's <laughs> just, like, listening on the porch, you mm-hmm. know, like, eavesdropping in. Wrapping like, his own mind around it. <laughs> fighting, battling his own demons, exactly, if you will. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just they were like going for so much but and then, falling so short. But then during all this, old W. Earl Brown shows up, old Palm Self, and is like, "All right, look, I got my boy away. They'll be heading to our house tomorrow." So they set up the whole thing. W. Earl Brown has to go there too. He saves his own son's life. You know what I mean? So he doesn't well, get killed. Wasn't there another Clyde. kind of way where they? Uh, they were concerned that they were getting double crossed, so they changed up the plan on him at the last minute. Well, the last and second, they, they made like, him like go change his tires. They were yeah, like yeah. concerned that he was that it was uh, they were still going to get double crossed. Yeah, so like you still didn't necessarily trust old Doherty. You know no, what no, I mean? no. Like, That's why they said you're going to be there tomorrow too. Then with us, and he was just like that was never part of the plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then even then, when they're in the woods waiting, they're like, all right, look, you're going to go down there and act like you're changing your tire. Yeah, and. Uh, and he pulls a very dumb and dumber. What if he shot you in the face? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's just like, change the tire. What am I getting caught up in this? <laughs> exactly. And then it goes down. He uh, goes down there, acts like he's changing his tire. The tar turns around the corner. The dummy, his, Ethan Embry. Yeah. Yeah. Ethan Embry Dutch pulls up with the binoculars him. from like 200 <laughs> yards away. He's like, yeah, that's him. <laughs> Kevin Costner takes point on it. And maybe it's because he heard the story from the night before of the old uh, No Hombre Mijanzos uh, hands up. He does tell him, show me your hands. He, like, Bonnie and Clyde pull up. He comes out. Instead of just lighting them up, he does say, yeah, show me your hands. The woods, yeah. Now, maybe it's because of the story from the night before he tries to give him a chance. I also think that, like, famously, history will depict that, like, the law just mercilessly murdered these two kids, like, 
this was the Hollywood version of it, but I guess like from the little bit I'm reading, I was doing today that there was a chance that Bonnie could have gotten away. Like they could have arrested Bonnie. Okay, see, so there's like, a whole to, thing. Like there's they could have done that whole take him alive. There's thing conflicting we were reports about. about like what actually like went down. Like see. in real life, like as these old lawmen like on their deathbed were like, we didn't have to kill Bonnie, <laughs> which is like a pretty uh, consistent report. Like if you look into it, is like I mean, I felt what a lot it, of them said. Might have been. I felt that it was interesting from the movie and it might have been an accurate portrayal because it wasn't a very dramatized or exciting scene no, for the climax. It wasn't. Like, there was not a shootout for as ruthless as they were. There was not like a, a moment where they had like, you know what I mean, uh, a scene where they were regrouping and like I was, fighting back at all. I will say of, this you know, though. It's arguably drama. the only time they do show a full camera facing those two. It's the really, I would say, the first time you see like a close-up of the titular yeah. Bonnie and Clyde's faces. That's true. I meant to bring that up earlier, actually, because I think they did show them. I thought that was going to be the case, but I think they showed them in the uh, pharmacy. And again, and I stuff. disagree with you on that. I think you see like kind of like their side profiles yeah. a little bit, but this is, I think, the only time in the movie where they like show yeah, like, like I straight up like what be a they reveal. look like. I'm almost ninety percent sure. I think that it was they to show you like how young they look. Yeah, actually. Clyde's face. I remember them showing Clyde's face at the pharmacy thing. Because you see, uh, like, his eyes and, like, I thought the they were going to do a big reveal of, as to who they were. And yeah, you were hoping be, for yeah, some yeah. big cameos. <laughs> yeah. Norm MacDonald no, and, sure. uh... I thought it was going to be... Punch me as uh, hard as you can in the face. A war machine style. Russell Crowe is at the... <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, literally, like, they couldn't have got... They got fucking Kathy Bates as the governor. They couldn't get a, a big name to be the... Yeah, to do one right? scene. But Justin to be Bieber was busy. the star of the movie. You know what I mean? Like, Nick Jonas and, uh, Miley Cyrus <laughs> had, uh, plans that day. But, but yeah, but everything they did was very calculated throughout the movie, like a point of view style, and there was like a lot of Wilson's uh, Wilson from Home Improvement style, yeah, yeah, not yeah, showing yeah, the yeah, showing yeah, the yeah. face. So it was, was. I thought it was going to be a big epic reveal at the end, and again, nothing. No, I get that. Yeah, <laughs> I know? think the big reveal too was just to show you like really like how young and kind of like innocent in themselves they did look. It was just like they were two kids that got carried away. Yeah, yeah. And they just showed like you know they look like anybody else would. You can see why the public. Would have been so no, and they just like light him the fuck up so much so that even after they're clearly dead and like his dead foot slides off the uh, gas, the car just slowly stops and starts moving away. That's when they all just take out their pistols for his like bam, 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 bam. just some other good shots. Yeah, no, it was definitely a comically over the top, but I think it's probably Uh, how it went down, you know what I mean? Just like lit him the fuck up. Here's a couple of things, though. So then that's pretty much the movie, except then... Like we brought up earlier, Harrelson the, drives off. They get, well, kind of, they get the car towed through the town afterwards, right? Like, well, we got to tow the car off oh, the highway. True, yeah. And don't take the bodies out of the car. Like, their dead bodies are, yeah, like, that's a great being call towed too. through town. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. Are you serious? I can almost guarantee that's not how it went down. <laughs> like... Well, you know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it probably is, honestly. I'll like, give you $50 off the toe if you let me keep the bodies. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> but they do, and then a big thing they do to show that Woody Harrelson and Kevin Costner aren't in for the fame is they get, like, a call on a telegram. They're like, hey, are you a hammer? We'll give you $1,000 right now for a New York Times interview. And Woody Harrelson's like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> Come on, man. No, they, they pulled the classic, yeah. like, can you believe what this world's yeah, coming yeah, yeah. to? Show a little goddamn respect. They drive off in the sunset. Car parks. Chinese fire drill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Woody Harrelson takes the wheel. Woo. Drunk drives into a cactus a couple miles down the road. And they truly are two buddy cops. <laughs> Roll credits. The end. 
you realize you've been watching this goddamn movie for two hours and 15 minutes. And again, not a lot of time shaved off by extended credits at the end. That was a fucking two. That was a full-fledged. Yeah. But when you add in the scenes at the end, the uh, the Animal House style yeah. pictures of what happened. It's like, look, they were real people. See, yeah. these pictures are in black and white. You're watching that movie until like two, 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 uh, two hours and eight minutes into that, two hours and 12. Mm. You know? That's the thing, too. When they show the real pictures of Bonnie and Clyde, because Bonnie is supposed to be like super hot. You know, like everyone's like, ooh, she's gorgeous. For people in the 30s, just ugly. <laughs> like, you know, I've never seen a picture of like anybody. I didn't really know that she was supposed from, to be like, hot. She was definitely okay. not portrayed. I've never as, seen like, a picture from anybody from like the 1910s, 20s, <laughs> 30s where I've been like, ooh. What about that Pocahontas? She's pretty she was... smoking. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> maybe it was bad photography back then, but. Uh, yeah, the lighting was all fun. Well, they didn't have contouring back then. <laughs> I just got to get. I wanted to slide something chauvinistic into my uh, fucking stupid Bonnie <laughs> review, but yeah, that would be uh, the end. The official geeked up boys recap of the Highwaymen. Yeah, it was pretty much the tale of the, uh, the 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 buddy cops that hunted down Bonnie and Clyde. You know what we should have back what, into retirement for Poncho and Woody. What this two hour fifteen minutes should have done is we were able to shave some goddamn scenes off this movie. We skipped the uh, him beating up the gas station clerk. <laughs> That's true. We uh, skipped the whole like janky town visit. It was like, well, here's some chewing tobacco. Can I have some whale water? That whole fucking pointless <laughs> shit. A lot of things you could have shaved off this yeah, movie. For sure. But all in all, kind of like what they said, it was a uh, biopic. <laughs> a, it was uh, a bio. I'll give them that much. It, it was, was a biopic. A different person. Of the highwayman. Of the, well. I was the highwayman. <laughs> like but, a cowboy on it, right? Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> but uh, we'll get into our official review of the movie later. But, of course, something we like to do before... Uh, we let you guys Sing know. Sing along it. to the kitschy question song. <laughs> well, I mean, that's one way to put it, but here we go. <laughs> kitschy questions. Yo, let me ask you. Kitschy questions. Kitschy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh. Kitschy questions. Oh yeah, baby! <laughs> it's no highwaymen, but it'll do. <laughs> That's uh, of course kitschy questions by old Andre Davi himself, the fifth member, the missing member of the highwaymen. Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash, Andre Davi, Chris Christopherson, and Andre Davi. <laughs> <laughs> The real highwayman. But of course, if the song didn't give it away, this is the part in the episode where me and Liam ask each other a couple kitschy questions. Uh, Liam being the theater goer, Liam being the theater goer more himself instead of uh, just the Netflix and chill kind of guy. Love the theater going experience. I always like the to cherry act. coke <laughs> and the extra buttery popcorn. Extra buttery, my ass. Can I the Chicago style, please. <laughs> Sorry, man. My well, I mean, if you're lucky enough to be at one of the select AMCs that offers it, I suppose. But which really <laughs> is just the stupid popcorn tin they sell at Christmas. It is the Christmas, yeah, like Chicago it's, style. I guess the other big name would be Christmas popcorn. Yeah, it's just, but Christmas goes. I think there's Christmas. It's the three part. Butter, cheddar, cheese, and, and caramel. caramel. Uh, Chicago just 
caramel and cheddar. No butter at no all. No butter at all. Yeah. Mm. So. No, I'm a butter guy. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> drag me to this fucking nonsense. <laughs> but see, just like that, Liam is definitely the uh, theater going guy of the group. So I like to ask him if he would see these movies in the theater or if they weren't a theatrical release. Me, and Devin is of course the big uh, franchise universe conglomerated. How can we uh, get more money out of this thing? <laughs> you know what I mean. Let's if you like a movie, let's keep them coming. That's right. That's right. So <laughs> Liam likes to ask me what kind of sequels universe there would be. So I guess with saying all that, I'm going to ask Liam. Then you know how this works. Liam, would you have seen this movie in the theaters? Does it warrant a theatrical release? Does that rated R thing kind of do it for you? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you if you are going to the theaters, make sure you're accompanied by somebody 17 or older, no, because you're not getting in yes. to an R-rated showing of The Highwaymen without... No, but I guess the age-old question, should you put down the 15 mm-hmm. and see it in the theater? Uh, uh, I would go for The Highwaymen. I would give it a Netflix and stay at home, however. Okay. All right. Just kind of a more low-paced drama. Not exactly. Uh, in, 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 including the low-speed car chase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just not enough real action. Not enough real intensity as other movies, like I said. You know, but like if you saw like the Roma trailer for or... this and it was like, coming to theaters this November. Honestly, you wouldn't be like, the, you know, oh, Woody's in it. <laughs> I mean, even... Just in terms of a movie, just not really uh, 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 a movie that would really warrant any type of like it's not really benefited by being on the big screen. I would say yeah, yeah in any type of way, even like uh, in the Tall Grass, uh-huh. which was the last one before Ridiculous, the last time we talked about the big screen potential. Because I guess we didn't really tell. We, we we gave you our favorite Sandler SNL bits last week. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, in the Tall Grass wasn't really a lot of action happening, but it had like a big intensity and like ominous factor that it would have been a little bit you know just cool. Like the to theater kind of spook scares yeah, exactly. would have worked a little better. Yeah. This was just not really. Didn't even have that going for. There was really nothing bigger than life about this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's correct. So I just feel like it would be you know what I mean for any movie to just enjoy at home. Just make sure to. Ride your volume control if you've got it plugged in through HDMI because <laughs> all out of whack with low volume uh, really, yeah. uh, dialogue and then Tommy gun scenes that will <laughs> yeah. like the neighbors. It really was. It was a lot of like country mumbling all of a sudden. Brrr! Yeah, <laughs> exactly. but even like the like the action scenes, like you know, all right, a shotgun scene sounds good for a big screen. However, when it's like a 1932 Winchester Tommy gun, well, that it's, like, and the not exactly, uh, the know, action scenes were few and far. Between, yes, so it would be like a random, like all of a sudden, like chat, 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 gunshot. Like a lot of it was like implied. You know what I mean? Where uh-huh. uh, aside from the big mowem down scene at the end, there wasn't even really for like as, as much killing as Bonnie and Clyde did. Most of it was kind of like you know what I mean with the camera, you know, facing the trees. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> whatever. No, you're right. You know? So really, just not a very uh, uh, bigger than life. You know, high action, high intensity, mm. uh, a big screen kind of movie. For sure. 
I, I, I agree with you. So I, I agree with you in that aspect. That like, and now they sell bagged Chicago style popcorn <laughs> <get> at home. <laughs> and yeah, especially during Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, seriously, we're coming up on the holidays. So yeah, no, I agree with you on that too, man. It was definitely like I kind of feel like the same way about like that Ford versus Ferrari movie coming out in the theaters right oh, now. Wow, so we were with big action like names like Matt Damon, Christian Bale. Like nothing about that movie says to me see, like go see big, that in the. Fast theaters. car races, it's like Fast and the Furious, you know. It's gonna yeah, be... but not really. It's gonna be most of them talking about cars <laughs> yeah, no, more than true. like racing cars. You know what I mean? Much yeah, like yeah. this movie is like talking about. I mean, it's not... all the cool shit was happening in Bonnie and Clyde the movie in '67. Yeah, no, for where sure. this movie was just like, damn, they're uh, doing cool shit. We gotta catch up to that <laughs> yeah, in this yeah. movie. No, in that's our true. slow there old was a lot new more Woody Harrelson circling things and an old uh, circling things on, on the map of, of West Texas, but correct, correct. <laughs> All right, so I guess that will uh, be my turn to ask you uh, about a potential sequel for The Highwaymen, and I guess uh, we I guess we gave you a spoiler earlier, but oh yeah, what would be your thoughts on the Highwaymen universe? We're going prequel, baby, <laughs> and like we said earlier in the movie, like it would be good to give a little background on like who these guys were and why they say <laughs> exactly. they were so famous. Plus, this really felt like it was like the third part of a uh, epic trilogy. It sounds like all the exploits they got up to uh, before Bonnie and Clyde were a lot more exciting. <laughs> yeah, like seriously. they weren't. This was when they were just doing boring police work no, and seriously. like cowboy tales of Frank dude, Hammer and Woody Harrelson. Cowboy tales like, of fucking yeah, like them catching the banditos, burning down the ranches, <laughs> know, and seriously. killing in the big gun fucking shots For with like sure. the local Mexicans and yeah, uh, no Kevin Costner's famous thing of like shutting down the uh, dead or alive posters and yeah, like that facing. Like off good, against you know. the banks these guys were badasses and more of <laughs> cowboys back then the For times sure. were dead i guarantee they were riding horses and not new fords no they back talked then, about you know that I mean? remember it even referred to it as as the dragnet which yes was like, exactly because oh, much like horses and criminals they always head home when you're ranching <laughs> it was just i think the prequel story would have been a lot more entertaining plus I want to do it, and I guess a spoiler to the... Now, is this the, the, the prequel of The Highwayman? Prequel of The Highwayman, not Bonnie and Clyde. Fuck Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> what would the prequel be? They would be like eight years old. I want to see the prequel to okay, old Frank Hammer and Woody Harrelson, but much like uh, using that Ant-Man, I guess more famously now, and the Irishman, I still want it to be them. Okay. You know what I mean? Some but then digitally, exactly. Who doesn't like a young Kevin Costner? You know, a little Dancing with Wolves Costner. Okay, so we're know? going, yeah, we're going Dances with Wolves and Costner. White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> Correct. No, we're going Cheers, Woody. <laughs> we're going Cheers. Yeah. All right, nice. Cheers, Woody and uh, Bull Durham, uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin Costner. But yeah, I just think all their old exploits. And it would even no, honestly, be a great uh, movie a for sure. Cheesy 2 would be like Highwayman 2 origin story. <laughs> you know what I mean? Without even like a creative. Highway attack. Boys? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, kind of writes itself, uh, <laughs> but uh, definitely. And then, yeah, no, and then also, dude, like in perfect or Texas Ranger, Highwayman Two, Texas Ranger, yeah, Rangers, yeah. yeah, again back to the but Highway Boys. Then we could get you, Chuck uh, Norris somehow in this universe. He's uh, their mentor. <laughs> we learned everything from Walker. <laughs> <laughs> no, Walker's grandfather, old yeah. mad, old, old <laughs> mad dog Ranger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, dude, and then honestly. 
policy, though, as well. Sometimes these uh, these prequels are, don't exactly lend itself great to a big sequel. No, but this has like the per- like it d- directly refers to them as they're yeah. younger. Exactly, stuff, you more know what I mean? times than not, and it's yeah. a great story. And then the sequel is it's like, like holy, holy shit! shit. Now they're the guys that got Bonnie and Clyde. Now would they be able to be like you know tracking down Jesse James or somebody else? <laughs> yeah, Do yeah. they kill Wild Bill Hickok or yeah, somebody? Yeah, yeah. No, I think Wild Bill Hickok get mentioned in this as well. Yeah, maybe. I think somebody mentioned Wild Bill. Or no, maybe that was Ridiculous Six, actually. That was definitely Ridiculous <laughs> Six. Somebody mentioned Wild Bill at some point recently. Yeah. Goddamn. Pretty sure that wasn't this. <laughs> now our times are getting a little different. But yeah, I think the... Uh, okay, prequel, be a very badass story. For sure. And then the so second one, the that'd be the prequel prequel. And then the maybe next one would be some, maybe how the Indians. two of them fought in World War One together. Much like... <laughs> You know, I mean, why not? The timeline fits. And then after they came back, the Rangers were broke up, and all they had left to do was catch Bonnie and Clyde. Well, no, you go the prequel, and then the next one, was you go uh, Apollo Creed style. Nice. I was thinking more Their of kids uh, are. Uh, I was thinking more <laughs> Temple of Doom. Like the first one's like an old western. Then they go find the Eye of Ra. <laughs> okay, <that's- laughs> and then they get Bonnie and Clyde in the third one, <laughs> and Sean Connery is both of their dads. <laughs> all right, all right, nice, nice. That would fit our usual bandit uh, yeah, right. time crisis trilogy. Well, I mean, so that would be my uh, prequel, not the Temple of Doom thing, but their whole pre, their whole like backstory of <laughs> why they were the rootin' tootin' Texas Rangers that they were. <laughs> yeah, how exactly did they get the rootin' tootin' title? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's very uh, prestigious. I didn't know that that, that that IHOP breakfast was named after <laughs> that, that Denny's breakfast was named after these. Uh, Do a little, open a book, bro. <laughs> Do a little research. <laughs> But I guess that would be then the uh, the kitschy questions that we ask each other, leaving us with only one more thing. The moment you've all been waiting for. The official review, the Geeked Up Boys official review of The Highwaymen. Uh, yes, we've given you uh, we've we've given you the synopsis, and I'm sure you've kind of picked up on a little bit of on our feelings. But our for our official review, however, mm-hmm. whereas uh, I guess uh, I give you the four point scale, or last week we gave you the impromptu Sandler scale. That's right. But then, uh, <laughs> this week I'm not giving you the the uh, the, the Woody Harrelson scale. This week I'm going <laughs> yeah. back. To the traditional four-point scale, where if I like it, I give it to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hell yeah! If I don't like it, I give it to Damon Wayans, David Allen Greer, Men on Films, Hated It. Hated it! Mm-hmm. If I absolutely loved it, I give it the Rudy's Dad. This is the most beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen. And if I absolutely hated it, comes my favorite one. <laughs> I give it the Nick Cage from Mandy. <laughs> All right, so those... so I guess with that set up, I'll go first. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> So please, which uh, soundbite are we getting on this one? Uh, uh, so I guess for... Let me just break you off right there, though. If I get a review for a Rudy's dad out of here, I'm going <laughs> to lose my fucking mind. Yeah, no. No Rudy's dad. I guess uh, 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 in, in past episodes, I've omitted 
you know, <laughs> nom- I've omitted nominations that were, were not possible. But uh, I guess my ultimate thoughts and review of The Highwaymen, but I'm giving it a Damon, uh, Damon Wayne's David Allen Greer, Men on <laughs> Films, hated it. Hated it. You know, you're, uh, <laughs> you're throwing these out way too many now to movies that may be undeserving of it just because I feel like you threw out too many Stone Cold Hell Yes <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> Earlier episodes of this series, but well, uh, so you disagree with the. Uh, well, no, 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 I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. But I'm just saying, there's been a lot of hated it out there lately. <laughs> I would say hated it definitely the most popular selection, <laughs> yeah, as well covering. But I guess this one going back to a traditional hated it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the last three movies, literally, I've given, uh, uh, or I guess maybe with uh, in the tall grass aside, but I think my last three hated it. I gave enthusiastic hated it, uh-huh. where. <laughs> It was kind of reserved for movies that I didn't really, you know, hate. This one, a less enthusiastic hated it because did not really enjoy it very much. I'm not going to go as far as to give it the Nick Cage uh, uh, Mandy scream Mm -hmm. because I didn't necessarily ever want to turn it off. However, I just really feel like they missed the mark in terms of trying to make a good old Westie style, you know, cop hunt, crime spree kind of movie. Okay. You know what I mean? Like we talked about just historically speaking and just like plot line really cool solid you know uh uh just backdrop and setting and potential for the movie however just falling short and a lot of execution okay this is kind of funny because i'm gonna stop you right there too just i've never done this before but just to kind of jump in your review and mine is a little more of kind of your previous like hated it but being on the cusp that's where i am i'm gonna give this one just so i get mine out there a uh I think I've done this one before, too, like a Netflix and still, where okay, it was see. just like, still makes sense that it's a Netflix movie <laughs> and not a theatrical release, where I feel like kind of like what you're saying is this movie's concept was right there, and the idea for this to be a good movie yeah, was cool. right there for me, but I just feel like the execution wasn't good for enough. Sure, sure. It was too much, like two hours and 14 minutes, I feel like setting up a movie that never really happened. Yeah, just like we said, they, they and, set up a lot of things that didn't come to roost. Like they were really yeah, setting up the I, fact that that one dopey kid was going to double-cross him. That they really not happened. being able to take They're shots, really that Woody up, Harrelson being an drinking, alcoholic. Never really I think it was a very good idea of a movie of being like and Bonnie and Clyde. The, uh, uh, the, uh, another thing that I just felt didn't live up to it for me is like, you know, the one thing you know about Bonnie and Clyde is the big epic, them driving off the uh, <laughs> the cliff holding hands. Wait. Oh, no, wait, that was Thelma and wait, Louise. Hold on a <laughs> I always get those two confused. But the, uh, <laughs> the uh, one big uh, uh, thing that you always know about Bonnie and Clyde is the big epic, you know, gun, you know, showdown at the end mm-hmm. and them setting up how ruthless they are and like that. Like, you're just expecting for a big action-packed last yeah. mo- uh, you know uh, showdown at the okay corral style or finish. just something and even that was just like a, a kind of like what we were saying the uh, review or not the review just the breakdown too is that it was basically a movie about two guys just doing police work like <laughs> yeah. i had to imagine that there was more that they were doing to elude the police that much than 
the FBI just being yeah, like bumbling, no, sure. being like, we can't find him anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And then these two dumbasses finding him in like two weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, and again, no, I sure. like the idea of the movie. I like that the idea was like, we all know the Bonnie and Clyde story, which we don't. But uh, <laughs> here's now from the perspective of someone else. For I sure. think it's a cool idea. No, I think if this would have like had that. a little more budget behind it, a little more star power than fucking Kevin Costner. Like, what year is it? 97? Like, <laughs> even then I feel like it was too you late know for what? Costner. I disagree with that from the standpoint where I actually felt Costner and Harrelson did did a pretty good job. Keep Harrelson. I just Kevin Costner, and I meant to say this even in the uh, breakdown of the movie. But Kevin Costner has played the same fucking character every role he's ever been in. Even the roles where he's like cool and laid back, like Tin Cup or Bull Durham, he's still like the serious cool. You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? It's just like he's <laughs> always he the always same. Plays a troubled like, soul of some sort. Exactly. He's just always Whether it's Waterworld or uh... but even Waterworld. You know what I mean? Like even his goofy movie like that, he's still like, no, I'm always serious, and these yeah, are the no, rules. Sure, you always got to follow the rules. Like even yeah. you know, Field of Dreams. Like there's just he's a very one note actor. But even that, like I just felt like the writing was a little off. It was just yeah. kind of like no, on the sure. borderline of being silly and wanting to be more serious. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like the scene where uh, Woody Harrelson was like, oh, I know how to trick the cops. Oh, I'm a bad guy. I want some money. <laughs> was just too silly yeah, than it was felt serious. It's going to sound kind of weird, but like, I guess cinematography wise or whatever, but they just didn't do a good job at all either of capturing like being in Texas, whereas example yeah. like uh, uh, No Country for Old Men, it really felt like like you know you were the plains of Texas, and it just like had a much more western kind of feel. Yeah, like okay. I joked about this kind of just looking suburban when they were driving through it, whatnot. Like it just didn't feel like you were in the old west. Okay, you know what I mean? Like it was just uh, you know it's kind just of not really. I just feel like it just fell short. You know what's kind of funny of, like, about film, that though is you know? that the uh, director did film a lot of this movie. In actual spots, this stuff happened. Like, oh, well. and I don't know if you'd call it disrespectful or not, but the scene where Bonnie and Clyde get killed was the they filmed that in the actual place where Bonnie and Clyde were mowed down by uh, oh, well. the law officials. So right. interesting. But even then, like, who That's gives one of those a shit? Who like, cares? yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, a who cares? Like, do better, make it seem more <laughs> yeah, like. For uh, sure. Yeah, you're right. It just and even the two of them. That's a very like, minor thing. Like the you know the fact that it didn't feel like Texas. To me, whatever, yeah. But just like, in general, I just feel like. Just ultimately, it just it was a, it was a microcosm into the fact that the movie just missed the mark. Yeah, it really on what did. It yeah, been. I guess maybe to just quickly, even kind of, I guess, uh, just got me thinking. It's a little bit kind of reminded me of Outlaw King, one of the early episodes. Okay, that was another like biographical movie. Sure. Okay, super I get what cool you're saying. Setting super cool concept, the William Wallace Hotel, something we're kind of familiar with in the background. But yeah, but just it's not just well done. Not well done at all. Know? Yeah. And, and I feel like to give it a hated it and Devin to give it uh Netflix is still, set. yeah. I feel like this is the only reason I even interjected and kind of jumped all over yours is like, oh fuck, this guy's saying all these things I'm about to <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, for sure. Let's just combine these uh things and say uh, it was a shit movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was a shit movie that the idea was there again. For like sure. I uh and a shit movie that wasn't like terrible, you no. know what I mean? Like it was cool enough of a story for me to get through it, you know, long enough to be bored, but not so long. But it was just was, there like, was very forgetful off, characters. There was very forgetful moments. There was too much of the same. And again, like the uh, saying that you and I shaved off parts of this movie that should have easily been shaved off this movie. Yeah, you yeah, know what sure. I mean? Like really, too. The whole Gypsy Camp thing was like. 
I don't know why it was just so annoying, but it was like hair pulling, like fucking who cares? <laughs> like this is so dumb. Yeah. The him getting jumped in the bathroom was so dumb. Yeah, like yeah. it was just and like led to nothing. To it was just sure. like yeah. It was just like you know these things you've seen in stuff, other movies. Yeah. So add something entertaining in there, but so that's it then I'd say. It would um that, I guess, is our official so review. So, I guess my official review, check stick to the catalog of, of CDs from Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson. Yeah, I would And say leave the shitty Kevin Costner movie behind. If you're well, gonna... Next, by the way, I can if I can interject, I guess I should have given it in our kitschy questions, but potentially the next sequel should be a movie about Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson... Waylon Jennings and Chris Christopherson yeah. forming the uh, I'll watch most that epic set. Yeah. And it's going to be a five-minute movie of them like post-show at some country concert and being like, should we all do some super band album while You're they're passing a joint? Even more rich. And the three of them, Christopherson, Jennings, and uh, Nelson, will be like, oh, hell yeah, we should do that. Johnny, you in? Sure. <laughs> Very much the Kevin Costner of the group. <laughs> yeah, I guess he can. Costner can play Johnny. Obviously, Woody on and I guess that's only going to lead us to one more thing in this show. Something like we like to call, oh, it's in the box. But unfortunately, there's going to be a bring, 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 bring. <laughs> golden ticket announcement. Golden yeah, ticket announcement. no need for you, Brad Pitt. Sorry, Brad. You'll find out uh, after Thanksgiving because <laughs> I guess you know if you're looking at your calendars, this episode's coming out probably sometime. Uh, we're recording this a little bit before Thanksgiving. This will probably air a little bit before Thanksgiving. But when we come back from that... What's already going to be out on Netflix? The Netflix original itself. Big talk. We've teased it a little bit on the show, but we're going to be watching. Uh, all right. I'm going to do my best. Pacino, you do your best. <laughs> in here. We're going to be watching The Irishman. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. It's a good, it's a good movie. Good movie, Devin. Hey, you, who, who are you calling a good movie there? <laughs> that was my passion, Are you fucking kidding me? It's a fucking great movie. What about this movie a makes you think movie, it's uh, great? <laughs> but we are going to be... The fucking wa- best movie you've ever seen, you <laughs> cocksucker. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> Not bad. Not a bad Pesci. <laughs> Not a bad Pesci. That's a pretty great De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> they had a big fella. <laughs> yeah, definitely but, definitive Pacino yeah. impression. Definitely yeah. devil's advocate. Much like the Sandler episode, <laughs> be expecting a lot of this, oh, dude. Uh, and Devin, it's because for him, it's it's the Pacino voice. For me, it's more the De Niro face. Yeah, yeah. doesn't play well on the on the on the podcast. I'll describe it to you guys. A lot he of De Niro faces uh, for me. I suspect this is going to be a uh, a lot of things where we're we'll like, oh, that that scene that we can't repeat on this. podcast. <laughs> I think gone are the days but well, no, I'm just saying what he was saying of course we're talking about the Irishman yes the Irishman because I don't think uh, we've I don't think we've so if you didn't if you didn't figure it out but uh, as well it's going to be an interesting because I guess the headliner for the Irishman of course I guess the main headliner but getting the gang back together you would say it's their big swan song you know I'd say especially for Pesci <laughs> Pesci yeah, no, no sure. doubt you know what I mean for, like, sure, for sure I think De Niro it took will... a lot to get Pesci to do this apparently yeah uh, Easily the biggest, so many talking points, easily the biggest Netflix and chat movie of all time. To me, I mean, uh, definitely going to be one of the biggest ones we've watched. Like maybe Sans Roma. the longest one we've watched, I, three and a half hours. Is it really three and a half yeah. hours? Jesus Christ, dude. It might even be, spoiler alert. This might even be a two-parter. I was going to say, this, this might, might be, be a two-parter. two-parter. Uh, a classic VHS-styled uh, two-tapes. 
if yeah. you, when you rented yeah, at the that's blockbuster. Right, that's right. But uh, uh, honestly, because as well, just with all the talking points, there's gonna be a lot of those. We might need to do a two-parter for. Uh, uh, I'd say even in even with uh, Roma in the picture, probably what'll go down as like the single most famous Netflix movie for, sure. for the foreseeable future. I mean, anyway. only a star-studded as a ridiculous six. <laughs> <I> know, seriously, <laughs> and as well, I was thinking as well, it kind of is. I guess almost the third part in our American history trilogy. <laughs> yeah. As we went from 1890s <laughs> no doubt. to 1930s <laughs> no to doubt. like now 1960s as we're like... I'm just going to say as just like looking forward to watching this movie. To me, and the reason it just seems so funny and silly... Give me my De Niro face. It just seems to me as the, like a movie that someone did that would describe that has never seen like a Scorsese movie. You'd be like, oh, that Scorsese movie with the one with the De Niro and Pesci. <laughs> Pacino. Yeah. And Harvey Keitel. They're all mobsters. Yeah, they're, uh, they're mobsters. <laughs> it's uh, going to be pretty Nobody interesting. I'm looking end. forward to it. I guess kind of and as well from the standpoint of uh, uh, Bonnie and Clyde where it's, I guess... Uh, Are they gangsters? Uh, right? What's up? I, <laughs> <laughs> what's up? I mean, it's definitely a gangster, right? Gangsters, like you're saying? Yes, yeah. but as well kind of like, you know, everybody knows the story of Jimmy Hoffa and what happened to Jimmy Hoffa? This is yeah, kind sure. of the, He's in the guy, Brooklyn Bridge. This is like, this is the guy that's hunting Jimmy Hoffa, though. It's kind of about De Niro is uh, like the guy, the the hitman, I think, that ends up killing Jimmy Hoffa. But I don't think it's one of those where it's like you know, it's not about Jimmy Hoffa per se, but it's about the story around him and uh, kind of like exactly what this was, you know. I mean, it seems like you know a lot about this movie. <laughs> but that is our big golden ticket review. Like I was joking around earlier with Liam off mic. If uh, Goddamn Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was an original Netflix movie, we would uh, be watching that one, all right? Because it is Thanksgiving time. So, like I said, it's right around Thanksgiving. We'll be taking... Uh, you know, have a good turkey day. Uh, enjoy your uh, turduckins, yeah, your animals. Happy Thanksgiving. It's a great day to watch football on mute while listening to the uh, entire catalog of Netflix and Exactly, Chash. right? Uh, the, gather the family around the over, laptop. After you're done playing little table games, maybe <laughs> sit around and watch one of these Netflix classics. Yeah. But, uh... And, and much like my man, uh... And much, and much like the dim-witted partner of Costner and Harrelson, uh, my man from Dutch, <laughs> eat a turkey sandwich and uh, drink some whiskey alone, listening wow. to the geeked up and chat. Uh, listen, listening to the Netflix and chat. A catalog of podcasts. That's right. I think it's a very good move. <laughs> uh, but that'll be it for this episode. Have a good Thanksgiving, everybody. That was Liam Whalen. I'm Devin Barnes. And to give you a little kickback from last week's episode, <laughs> enjoy an old classic Thanksgiving Happy song. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I love you. <laughs> uh, this, is, uh, this is a Thanksgiving song. I hope you enjoy it. Eat turkey. <laughs> Love to eat turkey. I love you. <laughs> For the second week in a row, 
a Wacky Sandler song. Well, I'll tell you what. If Kevin Costner or Woody Harrelson made a Thanksgiving song, we'd be playing that one. <laughs> Shit, even if the Highwaymen did it. Any of them. Solo. If, any, if, if, if anybody in the world uh, had the foresight except for... Find me the Waylon Jennings Thanksgiving song. I appreciate it. I guess actually there is that one stupid Alice's Restaurant. Is that a Thanksgiving song? There is apparently. That is yeah, like okay. a New York radio or something anyway. like Q104 plays it. It's like a fucking 30 minute song that they play every Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that shoots this whole. Uh, <laughs> I'll take the Honeymooners on uh, Picks 11 any day of the year on New Year's. I mean, I'll just take the. Uh, uh, Songwriting stylings of Adam Eddie Sandler. Uh, just rhyming words together because they rhyme. <laughs> now, do you have any stories about giving this one uh, a live no, performances no, no. of the Thanksgiving song? Well, when I went on Halftime my, of the high school football game. my Adam Sandler cover tour in Iraq. <laughs> I did it for the troops. I opened for Bob Hope. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Although, listening back to that, when I told you like, that Julia Sweeney kind of like pissed off because Adam Sandler had a song about his red sweater, it makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> you wish your shade down on That's right. Yeah, I'm not saying that she doesn't have the right to be better. I mean, the man's a genius. <laughs> Girl VD. That's when I asked Dude. my mom what VD meant. <laughs> White meat, dark meat, you just can't lose. I fell off my moped and, and I, I got, got a, a bruise. <laughs> Turkey in the oven and the buns in the toaster. I'll never take down my Cheryl Teague's poster. A reference I don't get because I was too young. <laughs> In aluminum foil My brother likes to masturbate With baby oil <laughs> See that one I got <laughs> Turkey and sweet potato pie <laughs> I'm trying to remember Same like every rhyme Jr. part now only had one Dude, what a fucking way to make a career out of just being an adorable idiot. My favorite kind of pants are corduroys. Yeah, the place is losing their minds. Gobble, gobble, motherfuckers. See you soon. What's up, y'all? This is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Woo!